There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. podcast this is a reflection on every video game ever i'm matthew and i'm ben and this is our first episode after launch yeah this is uh, episode four episode four overall mm-hmm. we let put all three out once so yeah this one's out two weeks later this is the first of our actual chain of episodes if you've stuck with us this long uh congrats yeah good job thank you <laughs> um so today we're talking about firewatch mm-hmm. um Little cute indie game, uh, pretty basic, you know, nothing, nothing complex about it. Just a fun little story romp, really. Yeah, it's yeah, it's completely focused on story. That's probably the key thing to mm. know about this mm. game is that there's not much. <clears throat> sorry, there's not much action. There's not much gameplay to a point. Like there's not you know don't do very much. It's but, a walking simulator. Yeah, it's a walking simulator, but it's. It's completely built on the dialogue between what well, ostensibly there's only two characters in the game. There yeah, are other yeah. characters, but really there's two. The, yeah, it's it's I guess it, I'd call it a character study kind of, but mm. it's more the characters interacting with this mystery, I suppose, um, which we'll get into later in spoiler territory. But yeah, it's you're you're a bloke that's trying to escape his his current life, get some relief. You go and situate yourself at this fire watch station. So you're in a national park, and all you're doing is just watching out for fires. Um, yeah. Well, that's not all you're doing. But well, that's the idea. Yeah. The the premise is yeah, you are there to watch out for fires, but. In doing so, all these, you know, other little things happen, which escalates the plot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're basically just, the entire game is built on you walking from place to place, and then you're talking to your supervisor, who's mm-hmm. called Delilah, on your walkie-talkie, and really, yeah, most of the game, the thought that went into the game is the the interactions between Henry, it was you, and Delilah, and sort of the interplay, the different... You, you get conversation choices that don't really change the game, but they change yeah. the way you perceive the characters. I Yeah. you. It's kind of similar to a Telltale game in that they give you all these choices as to how you want to... How you want to represent Henry. Henry is... Henry's kind of you, to a degree. 
based on how you do it. He has his yeah. own, you know, character stuff, but you define the further points of that. Yeah, right? they they give you a backstory, yeah. and then you are basically role-playing Henry yeah. throughout yeah. his- based on that backstory and how you want to play uh, the way he interacts with Delilah and, I guess, the choices he sort of makes about his life that won't really come up in the game- Mm. But it's sort of, at the end, you can imagine, based on how you played him, what's going to happen next and how everything yeah. sort of has developed. You play him as friendly. You play him as an asshole. You can play him as a mute, basically. Yeah. He doesn't have to say I, much. I think you can play the whole game without saying... Yeah, you can, well, you can just ignore most of the conversations. I think there are a few that you have to say something, yeah. like you automatically speak. But she can call you on the radio and you can just ignore her mm-hmm. and she'll keep talking. What a but, dick. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I have now played this game three times. Mm-hmm. I played it once when it came out. Well, not, well, not when it came out. According to my, uh, in-game, like, save file, I first played it in mid to late 2017. I'd have to check when I did, yeah. Yeah. I think you told me about this I game. I think I did it, yeah, nearly on, because it, it was on PS4 first and I played it mm-hmm. on Xbox. I would have played it around Xbox launch. I'd say. Yeah, so that was um, September slash October 2016. Yeah, I would have, yeah. So I didn't play it until mid to late 2017, I think. Well, I don't know if they're using American date system or not. So it could have been been February, but it was was two, it was a two, but then there was also like a 10. So it was either, I either played it in the 10th of February or the 2nd of October. October. One of the two. Okay. Um, But yes, so I've played it now three times because I played it once then. I played it again for this. And then I decided I probably should play it again with the audio commentary because they, on the Xbox release, they released a, for all versions, they released like a developer commentary. Mm-hmm. And so I was just telling you this before we started recording, but yep. I originally, when I played it the second time for this, I figured, well, I don't want to, I need to refresh myself on the story. So I don't want to like have developer commentary just talking yeah, over me yeah. the entire time. So I played it through normally. Of course, a quick Google would have told me that there are, the commentary is dealt with via, like, um, booths. So, there's, like, little uh, standing booths around the area. And you can basically walk up to them and put, like, a little cassette player into your headphones. At your own your, yeah, whenever yeah, you want. And okay. you can... So, you, if you wanted to not ruin any of the story or, like, not... Sorry. Not, like, talk over any yeah. of the story. Yeah. You can just walk to that spot, pick it up, listen to it fully without moving so you don't trigger any dialogue, and then move on. Mm. Now, if you're playing it the first time, I wouldn't recommend doing that because they do spoil the story before you get there. Oh, do they? Well, to, not not to, not fully, but they reference. They assume you've played it once, so they reference things that are going yeah, to happen in the fair. future. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to the sometimes just because like there's a they have set locations for these booths and they reuse them on if you yeah, call, yeah. if you come back the same way on a different day they reuse them, so it's not just. It's not just, you know, go for broke. They're just everywhere. Okay. They're locked to each day. So it sort of follows a bit of a progression. You don't just wander around randomly picking up these things. Yeah. You wouldn't um, walk up far north and get it like a yeah, commentary so for the yeah, final day or something. So you'll go yeah. to a station and it'll say, this station's not available this day. But mm-hmm. on your map, there's also a list of all the ones that are available. Oh, okay. On the map, yeah, it shows you the ones that are available. 
and it also crosses them off for you. And there's a little legend on the right that crosses off the bubbles as you go through oh, each day. Yeah. So you know how many there's going to be each day and where they are as you get through the days. Mm-hmm. So some of them are like just by based on the placement because the placements are reused. You might get something that's about to happen spoiled for you. Yeah, yeah. just even by the title of the tape or yeah. by what they're talking about. I mean, again, if you if you're trying to play this game, you any logical person wouldn't play it with the commentary the first time anyway. No, you wouldn't think so. You can knock over this game in three hours. Yeah, easily. I mean, well, I. I list, listening to all the commentary, and there are over a hundred tapes mm. that you have to listen to. I, cause I, you know, was speed running it to get through it again, cause yeah. I just played it. Um, it probably took me just over three hours, but that's because I had to stand still and listen, wait for the tapes to finish. Yeah. Um, if you just leg it, you could probably do it in like two and a half hours or something. I checked my, cause you know, on Xbox, it'll tell you how long you've played the game for. Yeah. Uh, I checked it the other day, four hours, 16 minutes. So yes. I presume that that's factoring I think I was, pauses yeah. and stuff as well. I think when I was sort of, when I played it this just recently, the second time without commentary and just was playing it normally, it probably took me four, four and a half. Hmm. Just because I sort of wandered at my own leisure and, yeah, you know, yeah. had a bit of a look around. So it depends how, obviously, how keen you are. I mean, I would expect, well, we'll get into it in a minute, but there's a lot of uh, contextual stuff and there's a lot of stuff that you can skip. If you don't want to do it, yeah, start, you can just walk basically wherever you want most of the time, and so if you you can just skip whole chunks of the story mm. if you want to. But I mean, assuming as this is a walking simulator, I'm assuming if you're playing this game, you want this to get the story. So yeah, three hours is a reasonable. Yeah, you're part not time. you're not playing this game for you know fun unless you're really. speed running it. Yeah, you, you you play this game for the experience of it. You're not going to go into it and be like, "Oh man, man, I really feel like some Firewatch today." Yeah. <laughs> like you go into this because you want to you want to feel, you know, you want to learn the story. You want to do this and that. Yeah. And that's like- why I think it kind of suffers from repeat playthroughs, I would argue. Ooh, that's tough to say because mm. having having played it with the commentary the second time, I did make a point to just choose different stuff, different dialogue yeah. and different mm. things. And both through learning a few different little uh, quirks through the commentary and through doing different, like saying different things mm. or making different choices, there is, you get, you don't really get more story, I guess, but you get an appreciation for the technical aspects of the game. I think the design, yeah. Yeah. like it's really well designed. Like, this game took two years to make, which I'll talk about in the thing in the uh, history. Like it took longer once from concept to making, but from beginning of production, mm. it took about two years to make. And you think, well, it's only three hours. There's one world, and you just backtrack around it, sort of thing, most of the time. Um, how does it take so long? Well, it takes so long because of the contextual elements. Like there is a really complicated system mm. basing around these conversations. So at all times, the game is tracking what Delilah knows of yeah. what you've said, like what you've told her, what she's found out from things. Uh, it's tracking how long has it been since she last talked to her. Uh, and there's like triggers throughout the world. That if you walk through, it'll go, it'll check how long has it been since yeah. you said something. Yeah. And then if it's been too long, she'll talk to you again or she'll pro- you'll say some sort of dialogue. There'll be things where it's like, well, you need to know this, but we're not going to force you to know it at this certain point. But if you don't know it by this point, then we'll throw it in. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, you get a playing it a second time, you get an appreciation for the the design, the the work that went into the game. It's a clean game. Like it's you know, very tightly knit. There's no not a lot of room for error in this like in that you know, it's just I wouldn't call it a perfect game, but it's just a very nicely done game. Just simple story, 
choices are all good, everything's all compact, and it all works fine. There's no, you know, real things you'd worry about afterwards, like, oh, that that was an issue, that doesn't make sense, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Everything's there for a reason, and it all works. Yeah, well, that's sort of the, as I was saying with the design, it's like, a lot of these, you don't appreciate the way that it's all put together, so... Everything, as far as I can tell, there are no real continuity errors in terms of I don't think what so. dialogue is said to you because the game is perfectly tracking everything mm. that's been said and everything that hasn't been said. So you will get different pieces of information depending on which way you play it and what you say. And it never sort of, it never sort of railroads you or just takes you back to this sort of arbitrary conversation like mm. that doesn't make sense within the world just because, oh, we need to advance the story. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's story points that you must hit, but- it's nothing where suddenly it goes, there's some jarring thing where, yeah. oh, why is she saying this? Yeah. Or why oh, hey, does she feel happened. like this? It's like, wait, why is this happening? Yeah, this is, this is not really to do with what I had to say because yeah. it all sort of fits together. And you compare it to The Walking Dead and, or not The Walking Dead, you compare it to Telltale, Telltale generally. But it's sort of, it manages to, I think, mitigate some of the uh, downfalls of the Telltale system while also... Not being as ambitious, I guess. So, yeah, so what right. happens yeah. in Telltale is uh, you'll get to choose between two characters who die or something like that. And one of them will die. But then an it episode always, and a half it, later, he'll yeah, loop back around yeah. and it'll, you'll end up back in the same place because they need to close off all these you branches. So yeah. Because it would take so much design work to make all these mm. branches open. Yeah. This one doesn't try to give you those huge changes that last for, you know, there's an no, hour or whatever. There's no choices. In, there's dialogue choices, but there's nothing that, like, plot-wise you can do to affect Yeah, anything. that's what I mean. The game itself is the exact same. Uh, it, it's sort of all... There is no branching and then closing back in. It mm. just all follows one path. It's just you can sort of choose what you've said along the way. Yeah. Sort of, it's It's all... It's all within the role playing of your of the character mm. that the sort of choices come into. I um, and that's that's why I think I would say it's better than Telltale, in for the simple fact that Telltale games are messy. I don't get me wrong, love Telltale games; they're fantastic, but they're they're messy and they do always suffer from this issue that the bigger it gets you know, the worse it's going to be, really. Because the the Telltale Games' whole thing is, oh, your choices matter. Choices are important. But they, they're not important, and mm. they don't matter. Because, like you said, if you kill off a character in episode one, you know that the whatever choice you made will be rectified by the end. Yeah, if because, you choose to kill someone to save someone else, yeah. you can guarantee that person you save will be dead mm. within an episode yeah. or two. Because it becomes too difficult to have, you know, now you've got two separate things, but if you want to build off one of the other ones, then, you know, you're looking at three or four, and it goes on yeah. and on and on. Whereas, yeah, this is, it's just clean. It's clean, and it's... It's funny. This game is funny, too. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, sort of uh, snarky, sarcastic sort of banter mm-hmm. between it's, it's nice. between the characters. And um, I think the... Okay. So, the, the game's built around a mystery, and it's it's got a lot of criticism for the way that mystery is resolved. Uh, yeah, we'll get... We'll get I to have, it I the have end. some comments on that. We'll I get to it at the end, but I, what I'll say now is that the first time I played it, I was... 
I didn't like. I, there was a lot of people that just hated this and gave it zero, like because because the because the payoff was so bad. I mean, there was also a lot of people like you know, uh, these sort of gamers that well, the, the, the people that aren't into this type of yeah. game that just played oh, it and were like, man, this isn't Call of Duty. Yeah. What, what's yeah. going on? There's no action. I didn't shoot a gun. Um, one of my favorite. Uh, I've got a quote. I think from the reviews. One of my favorites was for someone that gave it 10. There was like a whole bunch of zeros around it and there was a 10. And the first line is, as an adult, I really enjoyed this game. (laughs) (laughs) That's sort of like, you have to have some sort of, uh, you're not going to, you can't just play this for cheap thrills. Like it's sort of a story that you have to invest in. But yeah, like I said, I wasn't like in the camp of like, oh my God, zero for this game because the story, like the, it was a bit of an Mm anti-climax, but I, I'm of the mindset that this, like a lot of other games, is, you know, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Yes. That's, yeah, that's my whole, you know, uh, underlying idea about this game. Yeah, so as I was saying, I, was, I wasn't in that zero camp, but I was, I was disappointed by the ending the first time I played it. Having played it again two mm. years later, I'm less, I'm less disappointed. Maybe that's just because I, ex- I knew what was coming to a point, but... Yeah. And but knowing what was coming, it let me sort of appreciate the story that was up to that point. And I mean, it's it's not trying to be a sensationalist video game no. style ending. It's it's replicating real life. Like there's yeah, a few, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's trying to tell a real story about real people, not yeah. you know. This isn't video like game yeah. Oh, you know. The knight gets the princess. Everything's yeah. all hunky dory. You know. It's this is this is. It's grounded in real life. It it makes sense. It's a logical story of what would happen. There's no grand event or anything. Mm. There's nothing spectacular. It's just a nice personal story. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I won't go any... I'll talk more about... We'll talk it's more about lot. the ending yeah, when we yeah, get to the ending. It's a lot. But, yeah, there's, there's a lot to be said there, I think, about the sort of overall story structure of the game. Um have you got any more before we head into history and development? Uh, I, I think, yeah, in, for in, initial thoughts, it's, you know, it's a it's a really beautiful game. And I said, I've said this about bloody every other game. Well, except Halo. Halo's <laughs> ugly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Halo original graphics. I've, I've said, yeah, but, you know, Shadow of the Colossus, Outer Wilds, they're both just beautiful games. And Firewatch is the same thing. And I think if you've looked at the history like i have that the art style will play a big role in it uh yeah i know about it i don't think mm. i've got much on it you might have to help um, me on that I'll, bit i'll try <laughs> but yeah the i think the art is you know the stylized yeah. view of everything is what makes this game it does, part of the experience it play it's uh looks quite telltale in terms of it's sort of it's cartoony it's sort of drawn yeah like mm. comic book style and i mean there are a lot of people from Telltale on this on this game oh, yeah? that worked on this game, including the two people that started it. Oh, okay. So it's a very um, Telltale heavy inspired game, I guess, in the way that the story is built. Um, but yeah, it's sort of very uh, yeah hand drawn, sort of mm. yeah uh, yeah, like I said, comic booky type art style. It's yeah, I I don't know if I'd call it comic booky so much as like there's a uh, I've used the word vistas in every damn review, but 
there's there's so many moments where you can just stop the game and just look around and everything yeah. it's it's fantastic and the game nicely gives you a camera for that too it does um that's about which, the only use of the camera that's the only <laughs> yeah the camera the camera is something sort of this art just arbitrarily in i there. don't think there's and does it factor in at all no they yeah. the way they explain it in the audio commentary is it's sort of like basically what you're saying like yeah the world looks really nice mm. so let's let them take photos of it and then it does play into the end credits, which we'll get into at the end. Okay. Sort of. I might have forgotten but, this. Yeah. So, we'll get into that in the spoilers. But, yeah. So, no more. That'll no, probably I do for the initial, uh, yeah. thought, initial thoughts. Oh, actually, I had one more thing that I was going to say now that I've wrapped up. Mm. Um, and I've forgotten what it is. Fantastic. Um, so, oh, yeah. So, what I would say is that... We sort of did touch on it. But that is that this game is not a game for everyone. No, absolutely and not. And... Yeah. But it, for the people that are into this type of game, this is, like, one of the best examples of what it can be. Not to make the worst pun ever, but it's a slow burn game. Yeah. It, <laughs> it absolutely is. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, again, three, four hours, but it's just easy to play. It's not, you know, there's nothing difficult. Give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've lost three hours of your time. It's like 20 bucks. Yeah, I think it's only 20 bucks or something. That was the thing I saw a lot of reviews about. Like, they were saying, complaining that it was like, man, 20 bucks, too much for this game. I was like, man. 100 bucks for Call of Duty. For the the (laughs) amount of story that's in there, it's like 20 bucks pretty good. Like, and I mean, not everyone has uh, infinite hours to just play. I'm typically of the mindset that like a dollar an hour or a dollar per half hour, like justifies my purchase. If I pay... You know, a hundred bucks for a game, get up fifty or a hundred hours out of it. I'm fine. I'm never going to get twenty hours out of this game. No, I mean I've almost played it. Yeah, I've probably played it fifteen at this point. Yeah, playing it three, th- three, three times. But I'm, you know, it's. I don't think I need to with this. No. I'm, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is one that the depth of this, the quality is over quantity. Mm. Like you. Yeah. It, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll head off quickly into a break, mm. and we'll come back and we'll talk history. Of the game development. I don't have a huge amount. Uh, this is a brief... I'm going to disclaimer right now. These are going to be brief histories of all these... All, every game. Right. It's not going to be crazy, in-depth, like, uh, searching up everything. I do have a fair bit, actually, for this one, compared to last time. I had nothing. Uh, but, that, was a, that was a bit. Uh, yeah. So We're going to come back for that. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the Past Play Gaming Podcast. We wanted to take this time to quickly give you some information about uh, where you can find us and uh, our Patreon page. Ben, you've got the info on that. So on our Patreon page, we have two different tiers right now. We've got our $1 tier and our $5 tier. $1 backers will get to vote to determine what games we cover. $5 backers will get to determine the shortlist for this vote and also see every episode of the Past Play Gaming Podcast one week before everyone else. Yeah, and that's at patreon.com forward slash Gaming. Yeah. So what you're telling me is that if you're the very first $5 backer, you basically can just tell us what game to review straight up. That's a that's a really good point. Yeah. So you, you have the, all the power. Give us five yeah, bucks. If you're the only one there, for five bucks, you can just do whatever you want. You want us to review Fortnite? That's what we're doing. We'll try. Give us five bucks. <laughs> okay. So also... We have a YouTube. The YouTube link is a very random complication string of characters, but it will be in the description of uh, this and every other episode. 
I'm think I'm trying to do some stuff semi-regularly over there. So at time of recording, there's nothing up there apart from the trailer. All the podcast episodes will get fed onto there. And so I'm sort of semi-regularly looking to post some stuff up there. So if you want some different sort of uh, maybe newer content on some of the new, new games that come out and maybe some extra analysis from the podcast... Uh, just check that out over there and you can follow us everywhere in facebook instagram twitter at passplay gaming or slash passplay gaming whatever they have and with that we'll let you get back to the episode so we'll see you then see ya the wind's really picking up yeah it is so what the hell happened last... Do you have anything you need to report? No. I had no new smoke on my end. Can you confirm? Yes. Are you concerned about the Greenwood fire? I wasn't. Sh- should I be? Well, the wind is really picking up. It's two and a half miles off. And it's going to have to break at the canyon, right? All right. Well, use your best judgment. Should I be worried? Delilah, should I be worried? No, Henry. So, last night... You know we shouldn't talk about it. Please, stop. I don't give a... Please. Fine. I don't think I'm... I don't think we're safe. This job is not safe. Don't be dramatic. Do people die out here? (sighs) People die getting out of the shower. You know what I mean, as a lookout. Look, why are we even here? To make sure the damn wilderness doesn't burn down. No, our job is to be here when that happens. Henry, there are some things you can't prevent. So just stay in your tower, okay? Stay in there and watch. We are back on the Past Play podcast. We are talking Firewatch today, and we are up to the sort of history of development section. Mm-hmm. So, Firewatch is a adventure style game uh, from Studio Campo Santo, an indie studio. Mm-hmm. Is their only game? Is it that they've made? Is I their first and only. Made they have another game in production. Okay. But as we'll get into, they got bought by Valve, and that's sort of on hold. Mm. So uh, this is the only game by them. They basically were formed by Sean Vanneman and Jake Rodkin, who both were uh, they were creative director and head writer. Actually, in the opposite order. Okay. Swap yeah. perfectly. Right, Vanderman sure. was head writer and Rodkin was creative director on The Walking Dead Season 1. Telltale, oh, okay. Telltale's The Walking Dead Season 1. And from what I saw, they basically thought that the next path for Telltale was just going to be The Walking Dead Season 2. And they wanted to try something different. Mm-hmm. So they split off. They formed Campo Santo Studios. And yeah, they went from there. So they um, the game was co-published by they published it themselves and by panic incorporated which was i forgot the two names of the two dudes that it founded it but they like made software for macs and things okay. and they published a few mobile games this was their first uh full like full game i guess that they Actual published <laughs> um yeah that they actually published 
And they had employed uh, Jake Rodkin a long time before he even went to Telltale. So that's sort of how they got the connection. He mm. sort of called them up and said, oh, we want to make a game. Can you fund us? So yeah. that's how that happened. Uh, other notable people, uh, Chris Remo was the, des- he was like the, I don't know exactly what his credit was. He was credited as, I think, game designer and composer. So he was sort of in charge of audio, but also some of the game design sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vanneman wrote most of it. And Rodkin, I think, was like the yeah, head sort of game director or whatever sort yeah, of yeah. area type thing. Um, the Ollie Moss worked as, he was the sort of art director of it. He, mm-hmm. he was the one that, uh, did this sort of painting concept art thing that was the, of the tower that was like the base for, basis for the whole thing. That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to talk more about that. I look, my knowledge of this comes from Wikipedia. So yeah. I, I read one about. paragraph on Wikipedia. Yeah. Basically how he, he painted this, uh, like, yeah, image which served as the basis and the inspiration for the game. And from that, uh, they had someone translate, I, I, I suppose translates the right word, it into like a a 3D world sense, trying to keep mm. his vision intact. Yes. So and that's, yeah. Uh, how, how Wikipedia says it, it sounds like he was just an artist that made a painting and they were like, we'll make a game out of that, mm. thanks. But mm. Based on the audio commentary, he was actually like, he's like a game person. Okay. Like, yeah. so he actually was sort of like, he was art director. And I believe the person you're talking about is Jane Ang. Ang. It's just NG, NG is her last name. Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think in the audio I'm, commentary, I'm she called gonna... herself Ang. Okay. I'm not so, even going to touch on that. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say her name is. Yeah. So she did sort of all the, a lot of the art sort of modeling of everything. So yeah. she hand created all the trees there's 4800 trees she made the 23 different types of trees okay i was going to say and she didn't make all 4800 <laughs> right. she made 23 different types of tree and she okay. made like the you know half a dozen types of rock that there are mm-hmm. and you just rotate them or make them bigger and stuff yeah. to sort of keep the world fresh so she was the other head um there was a lot of other people on the commentary but like they were all sort of you know I'm not going to credit everyone. They're animators I and things. Like I, I read on the Wikipedia article that Campo Santo only has 12 employees. Or yeah, there, there was only about a dozen of yeah. them. But there was like, so there was a music, there was a guy that was sort of like the coding of like things like the Skybox and things. And mm. he was sort of a graphic designer type deal. There was actually, there was a guy called Nels Anderson. I don't know what his exact role was, but he's he like did a lot of the, uh, the research into like, what actual living in a fire tower was like. Okay. All that sort of stuff. So he had a lot of, uh, he had like a story about, uh, some article that was in, I think, GQ or something that was like about an actual dude that lived out in the forest for 30 years and stuff. Boring. To, <laughs> to, yeah, well, that was actually one of the things he said is that the, yeah. when talking to all these people, they were like, man, this job's really boring. Why yeah. would you want to make a game about yeah. this? Um, of course, obviously, the game is not as boring as it would actually be. No. Yeah. Um, because basically, yeah, you just have to sit there and stare at a fire. If, at, yeah, if the, if the game was you staring at a window for, you know, three months. Yeah, yeah. luckily there's a few time skips in there to <laughs> yes, us, yeah. give you a chance. So, those are the main uh, people that are involved in it. And, yeah, that goes, as I said, Vanneman and uh, Rodkin moved on from Telltale and they started up the studio and they sort of were a bit lost to begin with, but they, like, they got their, onto their feet with the sort of production side and building a game from the mm. ground up because obviously they'd been like directors of well one of them was creative director on Walking Dead but he yeah, you know one. they hadn't mm. really done it all on their own mm. so yeah they brought in these few sort of people that they had and they got to work so it worked yeah, yeah it worked so far so 
Not so far. It well, worked. It worked. It worked. Firewatch Full worked. stop, it worked. <laughs> um, so the game is set in a real national forest, the Shoshone National Forest in Wyoming, which apparently I think is near Yellowstone based on game context. And I just, I don't, I don't know where Yellowstone American is. Geography. We're not American. Yeah. You I, probably know that. Well, um, yeah. You would have worked that out. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know where that is. And where Henry is from, which is Boulder, Colorado, is also a real place. Yeah. yeah and so, you know, that's all fine. Um, what else have I got here? Uh, they mentioned Melbourne, Australia. You know, that's a real yes. place too. Mm. Yeah, that is a real place and we know where that is. Um, so actually a quick sort of, uh, trivia note is mm-hmm. apparently now, as I said, there are actually six credited voice actors for this game, but six? most of them only have one or two lines. And then there's the two main characters, Henry and Delilah. So, yeah. um, Henry's wife, Julia, mm-hmm. she is quote unquote in the game. She has like th- maybe 10 lines, but apparently she was originally supposed to be from Chicago and then they changed where she was from because of the voice actor that they cast. Oh, okay. So I, oh, crap, I forgot her name. I didn't write it down, <laughs> but uh, she is Australian, obviously. And she, she hasn't actually had that much, um, Stuff she's on, uh, she's a voice actor on there. It is Larissa Gallagher. Mm-hmm. She is a voice actor on OKKO. Okay That's the only thing I've heard of apart what? from that. Is that it's an a, anime? It's a, it's an, what's well, not an anime? I think it's a cartoon, yeah. not know. an anime, but good. <laughs> like, and she's done a few additional voices for some other, uh, games, but not like anyone really mm. credited. Um, but yeah, apparently they liked her performance so much that they decided that. Julia should be from Australia, mm-hmm. and in fact, they decided it was better that she was story-wise, I guess, because it is better to have her be further away. Oh, yeah. In the way yeah. that the uh, context of the story is. I mean, this is, like, super early in the game, so it's not really... I wouldn't say it's a spoiler. Like, it's, this is literally the first the thing you first, find out, it's, yeah. is that she is... Uh, she she's separated. Yeah. She's separated she suffers from, from Alzheimer's and her yes. family's taken her back home because... So, yeah, the fact that yeah. she's further away actually plays more... Is more effectual affecting on the story. Yeah, it's if a it was further like, distance oh, for Henry to go. She's a couple of states over in Chicago. Yeah, yeah just drive. That's not as bad. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's my main points on the history, which is not much there, as I mm. said. But I've got a little bit of controversy. Controversy. So I don't know if you've heard of this person. He's a YouTuber. His name goes by the name of. PewDiePie. Uh, vaguely, vaguely. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if... I, I've never heard of him, to be honest, yeah. but apparently he has 103 million subscribers. That's a, that's a couple. That's a lot, that's yeah. That's a couple. Um, so, I don't want to offend any of those 103 million subscribers, oh, no. but I don't like PewDiePie. I don't think he's very good. I mean, I've never seen any of his videos, to be fair. I've seen a couple. I don't but, know the guy. I mean, looking at his recent videos... I mean, I don't know why I haven't watched Lost My Hair. My, well, sorry. Yep. Lost My Hair when hearing new meme music. Sounds like a good title for a video. I, yeah, you know, or maybe he's a Why I Hate Ice Age Baby. These are the I videos that come have out. Have you not seen that meme? No. Oh, it's a new meme. It's a new meme. Everyone well, hates Ice Age Baby now. And Stuart Little. So he's just a sheep, basically. Oh, I don't know. Look, anyway, look. <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone, but I don't like it. Okay. What's the, what's the, is that so, the controversy? That's not the, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just attacking PewDiePie hey, look, look, here. We were no. talking about Firewatch so, PewDiePie. So, uh, in February 2017, hmm. uh, he was partnered up with a, play, a Disney 
uh, subsidiary uh, yeah, yeah. called Maker or something. And he had a video in which there was a sign that said, Death to all Jews on it. Oh, God. So oh, I remember that. So remember they pulled that. their thing from him. Now, yeah. later that year, he said the N-word on a PUBG yeah, I stream. Yeah, that as well. Mm-hmm. And as a response, Campo Santo filed a DMCA, which is the, um, if you don't know about the DMCA, that is a Digital Millennium Copyright Act mm-hmm. takedown on YouTube of all his Firewatch videos. Oh, I remember this happening. Yes. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, so they there was no nothing wrong with the Firewatch videos. He didn't do anything no. with Firewatch videos. But because of him using the N-word on a PUBG stream, they filed for a takedown on all of his videos. Mm. So I read a little bit about this, and legally they're allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah. Apparently yeah. they can revoke a license at any time for any of their copyrighted work. So he sort of got mad about it and, you know, said that he was fine or all these things. Like, oh, look, I don't know... Like I said, I don't I haven't watched any of his yeah, stuff, but yeah. I mean, based on those two facts that I know about him, not I, a huge fan. Yeah, it's not my place to comment at all. But is there a, is there a reason as to why they specifically? Well, they were the only ones, but I guess yeah. they just sort of, you know, they just decided they were not cool with it, so they okay. just said no, nope, yeah. we've had enough. Now that led to some. Uh, PewDiePie fan people uh, review bombing the game yeah, of on Steam. So, from what I look now, the Steam reviews are actually not too bad. Like, mm-hmm. it's 36,000 positive, 5,500 negative, which yeah. I don't know what the rate, gen- average ratio is on Steam, but that sounds all right. That sounds fair. Um, but on Metacritic, the game, which we normally do the reviews at the end, but on Metacritic, the game has 81 from critics, but only 6.9 from reviewers and i read through a lot of those from users sorry and i read through a lot of those user reviews and there are a lot of zeros that just say oh they sued pewdiepie zero oh pewdiepie was in trouble zero zero like exactly (laughs) um there were critiques on the game but yeah but i'd say like the in the top three complaints were pewdiepie that was why they gave it a zero so it's it's this i i mean this isn't like this isn't a, a podcast on review bombing or anything, but the same shit happened with like on IMDb with the Game of Thrones episodes too. Yeah, I mean, um, people just review bomb for the lols. People a lot of the time. are people are babies. <laughs> people love to review bomb. People, people suck. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting because it sort of uh, was a bit of an unprecedented legal sort of thing that they follow copyright for a mm. video that. Didn't actually have anything in it that they didn't like, but just because they yeah. didn't like the specific person that had done it. Mm. And yeah, from the legal standpoint, they're completely fine to do that. They can decide who and who can't have their license. Yeah. So there was also, there's a lot of arguments that on their website, on Firewatch website, it just says everyone is free to use this game as much as they want. But, uh, like, like I said, you can just revoke that at any time yeah. legally. So, I mean, there's two sides to this. In this case, I personally think, fine, whatever. PewDiePie has enough money anyway. Um, if you want to take a stand against him, that's your prerogative. On the other hand, in in a different situation, those powers are quite strong. My, yeah, my argument would be... If it doesn't affect Campo Santo directly, or you know, if this were another company in another situation... I don't think it's... Well, does it make me seem like a bad person if I say I don't think it's fair? Because, like, you know, 
it's not my it's not my my place to comment on the whole thing but also if you're if you're doing something like that and then you're getting punished for something you know com- something else you've done completely unrelated is getting punished as a result of that yeah but i mean i mean like this thing that he had with disney that was just dropped yeah. like oh, of and course. that's that's because disney. it's like there's all these contracts that people can sign we, and things have like disney without getting <laughs> Like getting struck. No, well, but like, so he had a partnership with them, and because of this um, Jew video, they like dropped him. Mm. But like these, they they have all like morality clauses in all these things, and yeah. it's like, in my opinion, there should be like there is an implied morality clause between uh, publisher and or developer and YouTuber when they yeah. when they give you the right to stream or play their game on video and make money off it. Mm. That there's a, they have an implied morality clause that they, you know, think you're a good person and, like, you will uphold that. Yeah. So... Did PUBG do anything? Not that I can tell. I yeah. mean, look, it basically, like, all the flack here went on Campo Santo for it. Yeah. So, I don't know if anyone else did anything against him. Um, but as I was saying, like, in this particular situation, I am completely okay with a takedown on these grounds. But yeah. those powers are... Like, if you watch any YouTubing or, like, not even just gaming, any, basically, YouTube, mm. DMCA takedowns for pretty petty reasons or yeah. unfounded reasons are common and they... YouTube just sort of does whatever people ask them to. If they if someone files a copyright yeah, strike, YouTube people is... can file copyright strikes and not even own the copyright to things. Are, are and these, if they just file a strike, YouTube will take it YouTube? down. Uh, it's possible. Mm, we should probably. With I'm thinking say. about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, love you, YouTube. Um, yeah, I think you know you could argue I mean, Campo Santo shot themselves in the foot with this, but yeah. also I don't think they were wrong to do so. No, and I mean this was a while after the game came out anyway, so it's like yeah. and people that were buying it had bought it, yeah. but it's it's not like they ruined their own launch. But yeah, yeah I just think that the general idea of these. Uh, straight away just being able to take down videos whenever they want, really, for any reason, mm. is a bit of a slippery slope. But in this particular situation... Yeah, I yeah. it has the potential to be much, much worse. I think this was, like... I would argue it's a good thing. Not for Campo Santo, but, you know. Yeah, it, like, it, yeah I, I think it was... I don't, I don't want to say it's the right thing to do, but mm. I think their position was justified to say... We don't want your videos of our game yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. So that was a bit of a side, yeah. uh, side, you know, sidebar, side history. discussion. But that was something that happened history. in history. That was something notable <laughs> in history. So as I mentioned, in 2018, uh, Campo Santo was bought by Valve, mm-hmm. who obviously runs Steam. So they're now, they had a game called In the Valley of the Gods scheduled uh, yeah. to come out 2019. Obviously, it has not come out yet. And recently, I think one of the two leads, I think it was Vanaman, came out and said that it's still going to be a thing, but they don't know when it's going to come out. They're Right now, they're working on stuff for Steam, the actual Steam client. Yeah. They're working on stuff for Dota. Um, they're working on the Half-Life VR prequel. Uh, Half-Life Alyx. Half-Life Alyx, yeah. Um, I don't know how you say it. But I haven't played Half-Life. No, Half-Life Alyx. So, they're working on that uh, VR prequel thing and... So basically, their sort of team is not committed to Valley yeah, of the Gods right yeah. now, but it's still going to be a thing eventually. They say. Yeah. So I it's, mean, to have Firewatch be your, you know, your first thing out the gate. Congrats. Yeah, they did well, and I sh- 
I think most of the team's still there. Mm. So if they, whenever they do branch off, this one is sort of like, from reading the general description, it's like an Egyptian Tomb Raider-y type deal. Okay. That's what it sounds like. But I assume it'll fit a lot of uh, the same gameplay molds that yeah, this game did. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I've got on history. That was a bit of a... That's fair. Yeah. Bit of a, bit, got a bit, bit intense of, there, <laughs> but that's part of the game. So, yeah. that was something that happened. So, we will go for another quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk, run through the whole game with spoilers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you're leaving us here for the spoilers, don't forget to, you know, do subscribe to yep. the whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I don't know if we're on YouTube. We're, not, we're, we're still thinking about it. This is still pre-launch as we record this. If so we are, we might be DMCA. If, so if like, yeah, if we're on YouTube, we might already get um, taken down. So, <laughs> so you know, subscribe if we are on YouTube or whatever you do to podcasts. Do that as well. Listen. Uh, like, listen to comment. them. Yeah. Do all these things. Comment what games you would like to see us do in the That's future. Yeah. Um, we won't know about them until a fair way down the line because we're going to record these in advance. We'll get there. But eventually we will see your comments when we launch these. Mm-hmm. If you're leaving us here, we'll talk to you then. So, yeah. What's in this cave down here? NFS tells people not to go too far in there. It's pretty dangerous. You're in it, aren't you? It doesn't seem that dangerous. Whoa, whoa. Ah, no! Henry! Seriously, it's completely fine in here. That storm knocked out the phone line I used to talk to the service, which means we're cut off. I'll see what I can do. You think you'll take to it? Being out here? The isolation gets to people. I don't talk to the other lookouts as much as I talk to you. Not in the same way. What makes me so special? Two young women have been reported missing. You're probably the last person to have seen them. Hey, you kids! Uh, somebody cut the comms. What? I'm out here and the wire is cut clean through. Wait, you're already there? You're not in your tower? No, I'm not. Then who is? We have returned on the Past Play podcast and we are talking about Firewatch and it's time to, you know, break down this story. Full spoilers. Full spoilers ahead. This is the spoiler zone right now. So watch out. So we've broken it up. Okay. So the game takes place in days. Yeah. They break it up into days. So it's like what? Day one, there day are, two, day 30 yeah, or something. There are 79 days mm. that take place in the timeline of the game. There are not that many that you actually play. You yeah. play like. 10 or something mm-hmm. and some of them are quite short but yeah we're gonna break it up into days and do it that way um technically on day zero or the prologue is where you start the game and you're playing a text adventure basically yeah it's um, backstory so i mean i don't want to you know tell the developers why they did things but I don't my think, opinion I don't think of this, this is, the right way to do it, is that part of the reason this was this was all text is Technically, they didn't want to create all these all these cutscenes. They, well, they didn't have any, they don't have any cutscenes in the game. The thing is, yeah, so you need more. You need character. Models. You have to have you all these character models. Yeah. yeah, that's the other thing about this game is that there are technically you don't see any character models. You see a really distant silhouette of some girls in day one, mm-hmm. and a silhouette of a man also in day one, but you don't actually ever see a built character model. Dead body. Yeah, okay, fair play, dead body. Helicopter man? Dead body, even dead body has uh, a thing over his head, yeah, rocks over his head, I guess. and helicopter man uh, 
trivia tidbit from the um, from the audio yeah. logs or the audio developer commentary is that the helicopter man that picks you up at the end of the game is the same is Henry as... is Henry's oh, character okay. model because yeah. that's the only character model they had okay. in the game. Uh, yeah. So so they did text adventure because easy. Yeah. We, well, that's well, that's part of it, and also because. I mean, you know, it's it, it explains it the story it's, to you quickly. Yeah, it doesn't, and you you get a bit of agency to make your own choices here mm. too. Even though it all ends up in the same place. Yeah, this is. I guess this is the actually the only sort of telltale loop. I was talking about it earlier. This is like a telltale loop where you can make quite radically different choices in within the text adventure part of it, and then yes, yeah, uh, but, but they all, all loop back at the it end. All amounts to the same. Yeah. So. Basically, you meet, uh, I believe it starts in 1979 or 75, one, something like that. Yeah. The game itself takes place in 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, but you start back in 1979, I think, and you meet Julia, who is your future wife. You know, you meet her in a bar, you can talk to her. So it's sort of, yeah, it just gives you either just a single text like a paragraph of text and then either a single option that you just click to yeah, advance to the next yeah, point or to go two binary or, options yeah, that you can choose. Yeah. And they range from something as trivial as what type of dog do you buy? Yeah. How do you to, introduce yourself? Like, yeah. Uh, how do you introduce yourself? What type of dog do you buy? But to as quite like big as, for example, when she has dementia, do you choose to keep her at home and look after yourself or do you send her to a um, medical facility? Yeah. Yeah. So... I always choose chose to look after myself. I did too. I think that. it's. I think it's. <sighs> when I did, but when I did my audio playthrough, I sent it to the nursing home. I don't, I don't home. want to talk about morals in this. Yeah, but I think uh... I I struggle to when I play games. I very much struggle to be a dick. I I really it's hard. Yeah. Like I. Even if I wanted, like, I didn't want to choose anything different, even though I knew most of what I'd chosen last time. I, for me, a lot of choices are like, yes, this is the choice. Yeah. You, yeah. And you'd weigh it up, but at the end, you might go, yeah, yeah. Once I've decided, I've decided this is the best course of action. So, and I don't know if it was intended, but just the way, so you sort of, you have the option to flirt with Delilah during the game, right? Yeah. So, and we'll, quite we'll overtly at one point. That. But so in this, right, if you send her, because obviously you didn't choose it, if you send her to the medical facility, her family's happy with that. They like it, but they mm. still don't like you overall. Mm. But her sister comes and sort of visits her every day. And you don't visit her as much because, you know, you're a bit of a dick at the end of this yeah. text adventure part. But there's just a line in there, and I'm not sure if it's what they intended, but it just sort of says something like, Susan's really nice, which is her sister. Oh, okay. And- like to me, that sort yeah, of just triggered like yeah. that you ha- you're having thoughts about her mm. or something. Like I don't like. I don't know if that was intended, but that's how I read it, having played through the game twice no, previously. I think, that, I think that's a fair. <sighs> based on based on Henry's character development, I'd say that's a fair call. Yeah, he very much runs from his problems. I mean, literally and figuratively. Yes. But yeah, he's looking for any excuse to not face uh, this sort of stuff. And I mean, it would be hard, obviously, like to face something like that. Yeah. She's got, you know, she's, I think she's 41 41. when she gets diagnosed, like super early onset dementia, which is a bit rough. Yeah. So you meet, you meet her in the bar. And then it's like, oh, you talk. And then it's like, yeah, oh. you get married. She, like, yeah. she like draws you or something at one point and you get to choose like how you pose. Isn't that all? Oh, yes. No, yeah, okay. This boat, also yeah, she also draws you later. Yeah. But you get to choose how you pose. And, and then, then that's in your... And then, so, oh, yeah. So, the other thing I didn't mention, we didn't mention, is that these are sort of 
parts of these blocks of text are interspersed with tiny little cutscenes. So you start in an elevator, oh, yeah. in a garage, dumping your backpack onto yeah. the back of your pickup truck. Then you go into some more text. Then you arrive at the trailhead mm. of the National Forest. You cut again. And so one of the times you cut back, you have like a journal there that when you open it, it actually does show the drawing in the pose you mm. chose. So yeah. it's sort of like immediately telling you that it may not be a big deal, but the things you choose, the game remembers them. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's nothing like the way you are drawn in this book is not a big it doesn't plot affect element. The game, that's yeah. But yeah, but it's just nice to know that there's continuity there. Mm. That like it's mm-hmm. not it, it's not just a generic thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you meet her, you get married. She's a professor doing. I don't uh, know what she's her subject is. But something biology, I think. Maybe. Um. Anyway, yeah. So she's she ends up having trouble at her work. She's like freaking out or something, and because then of, they're yeah, like, because yeah. of the dementia. So they put her on leave, and then they sort of basically get rid of her. And like, and then, there's yeah. there are tough choices in there that don't affect the story. Like you can choose. I thought a tough choice was when she wants to take a job out of town, and you oh, yeah. you can't choose to go with her. You can either tell uh, you can either try and convince her not to go, yeah, or try say, and convince her to travel back and forth. Hey, commute. Both yeah. of which are. They Deep both end choices, up at the same. They both end up in the same place, which is the yeah. dementia starts, and she the, the same. She has the same dementia story about like someone borrowing her books, and then mm. she freaks out because she forgot. Um, no matter which university she's at, yeah. But it's sort of yeah. There's no real good option there. Like yeah. you know, I want to be a nice guy and travel. I mean, I'm just a piece of text. I, yeah. It doesn't really affect me. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not living this life. Yeah. And he can do whatever he wants. He um. But yeah, she. I mean, eventually you choose to put her in the home, or, or not, or keep her. Or yeah. and look after either yourself. way, you either if you put her in the home, you stop visiting her after a while, or like visit yeah. her less and less, yeah. and then she starts remembering you less and less. Mm. And if you keep her, you eventually, without having any agency of those, the player, you just start going out. You put her to bed, and then you go out drinking. Yeah, and it's like you oh, have the option to yeah, like barricade her the in door her room or, or let her sleep. sleep. Yeah. yeah, it's like. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's not so great. it gets pretty dark, and then yeah, you basically eventually you arrive at your Firewatch lookout tower. Yeah, you you end up yeah. Oh, they end you, up you drink the way you get you get done for drink driving, and then her sister comes over, and then her parents come over. Yeah, either way, they take, they take her back to Melbourne, Australia. Yeah, to and then you sort of you know wallow for a bit. And you then, kind of run, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And you take this ad for this fire watching job. This isn't is an like escape. A, yeah, it's like a three month gig over summer. Is how they I don't yeah, like. I mean, yeah. look, we don't have towers like this in Australia, but um, from what I understand, yeah, you take it for like three months over the summer while it's fire season, and then you sort of go back to your life. There's a bit of a uh, hot topic issue giving out. Yeah, Australia needs some fire lookout towers. I think. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah. So you. You arrive at the tower, it's like, and Delilah sort of first introduces herself to you. Yeah. She just sort of asks you, like, weird questions, which sort of sets yeah. up her what sort of character. What are you here for? Oh, everyone that's here has run away from something. Yeah, and you have to, like, you have to choose what you think of her, and you can basically say, like, that she's murdered all her past husbands, yeah, like, yeah. that she's rebelling against her mum. Just like, some tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, sort, sort of, of weird, sort of, yeah, like, tough. And then she reveals later that she was drunk during this interaction. Yeah. yeah. Um... But yeah, and then you sort of, so that's day zero, and then you sort of go to sleep and wake up on day one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've slept most of day one away. It's like 6.45 yeah. p.m. Yeah. when she first calls you. So this is like, the early game is very much like, 
you're just living the mundane life of a Firewatch yeah. dude. Yeah. And then the late game sort of goes a bit crazy. But so to start off, it's pretty basic. She like, she calls you and you sort of learn it. Te- the game teaches you the sort of contextual radio system. So you can radio in when you like, you know, there'll be little icons that tell you when you can radio in. And it may depend on what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. It may depend on when you enter a certain zone. Yeah. So like if you enter, if you walk into like, I don't know, a nice meadowy area, there'll be a little thing that comes up on the screen that says report, report meadow. meadow. Yeah. And then you can say, I'm in a meadow. Hey. <laughs> like, and you know, so you can talk as, yeah, so it's something that you don't have to do, but you can talk as much or as little as you want really mm. to her. So she sort of teaches you that by making you look at the little table in the middle of your room that yeah. is supposed to track fires, but doesn't do anything gameplay wise. And then you sort of, uh, there's some, your conversation gets interrupted by some fireworks that are going mm. off. So she sends you down to the edge of the lake to, you know, Teach these no good kids a lesson. Don't. <laughs> don't, uh, don't, don't do firework. And so, uh, you sort of, yeah, you head out and you, she didn't give you any rope, so you have to get some. Yeah. So there's like uh, little ranger cash boxes placed around the world. Yeah. And the the code is one, two, three, four for all of Which them. Which is nice. It's good. It's good. I lo- And they sort of, they get creative with the, um, like the default codes that are set. So mm. like, you know, there'll be one that's five 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 five, or they'll be like, uh, they'll set it as like two four six eight. Yeah, it's a sort of you know yeah. just little numbery tricks that sort of. It's yeah, it's nice. And it's so you always so just put in some stupid. You know, there's no mundane puzzles or anything in this yeah. game. You got to faff about with. No, so yeah, so you just sort of head down and open it. You get this rope, and then there's sort of like an optional side sort of air like line where you the notes between these two dudes that they don't really play oh, into anything yeah. there's just some like like you can collect notes but most of them aren't relevant to the no. game um so yeah there's a note between two guys that sort of they continue a conversation throughout all the cash, cash boxes that you visit or most of them um and you head to this massive cliff shell slide thing mm-hmm. that's there and I didn't. The first two times I played this game, did not know you can name this. Oh yeah, yeah. So the way if you like, because I think I got there, I was like, "Hey, I'm at the shell slide." And she's like, "All right, cool." And then I just head down. But if you don't head down immediately, you can then talk again, and you can be like, "Man, it's pretty steep. I'm going to die." And she's like, "Oh, really? Why?" And you can like name it three different things. Oh, okay. And then he'll write it on the map. So the best option is. Uh, Boss is going to get me killed, Hill. Oh, really? <laughs> but there's some sort of generic ones like yeah. Widowmaker or something. Yeah. But and so he'll actually write on his map. Boss is going to get me killed, Hill. That's pretty good. That's pretty. Good. Um, and then like, and this is where you appreciate playing it multiple times. Is it's like, uh, based on that, he'll sort of say it when he falls because you you start to go down and your rope snaps and you fall, yeah. and he'll say something different based on it. Like when she, you'll call in and she, you'll be like boss almost got me killed because that was what you just said so he has a different line basically no matter what depending on which one you call yeah, it yeah that's um, good yeah and that's that's sort of the like little details that go into it like they've recorded so much dialogue that you're oh, not yeah. going to hear uh, yeah, every playthrough again. and you can't hear every playthrough I suppose yeah I said that you know you wouldn't really need to do multiple playthroughs but the only reason you would is to get like yeah if you're really into it you there is like nice little dialogue quirks mm. and things there was, what was it? There was some, later on in the game, while well, I still remember it, I'll talk about it, but there's like some point where I was just listening to all the audio logs and they're like almost almost mutely talking in the background. Yeah. And I don't even know how I trigger the dialogue, but she just started talking about like flapjacks or something. 
And mm. I never got this in my previous playthroughs. And then later on, it turns out you can name the fire, the flapjack, the flapjack fire, fire. I which I never yeah. even knew that was yeah. a thing. I didn't even get that dialogue. She mentioned something about, like, oh, she calls someone a flapjack or something. Um, and then Henry's like, oh, what, what, what the hell's a... And she's like, yeah. oh, you've never called someone a flapjack? It means like an idiot or something. And he's yeah, like, yeah, well, that, okay. Like, cool. I missed that whole conversation yeah. tree both times I played through it. Just, yeah. I think it might have just been because, like, it, when you're doing the audio commentaries... The game doesn't realize that you're doing the audio commentary, mm. so it just thinks you're lost. Yeah. So I got so many triggers for like, you go, oh yeah, I'm lost. Where do I go? And she's like, yeah, you better go up this way. And then I'm yeah. sort of standing there listening to the audio log, and like, so I call in again. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still <laughs> the same spot. What, what did you? Where am I Are supposed you to be okay? going? <laughs> yeah. So I assume that that dialogue triggered because I was slower than I yeah. was in my regular yeah. playthrough. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that you don't hear that it's not like important. No. Or, but it's, yeah. It's, it's building your own world within a linear story. That's the thing. You'd, you'd play a Telltale game again for the different choices, even though they amount to the same. But this, you, you'd only play for different dialogue. Yeah, you're so building, like, yeah, you're just getting different dialogue and sort of, yeah, experiencing the same events in a different sort of mindset, I guess. But like, yeah, if you wanted your just your own definitive, like playthrough, like this is how for me Firewatch happened. You'd only play it once. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I mean, it it'd be similar enough to your playthrough or my mm. playthrough that we could talk about the game. Yeah, um, and know everything. Mm. But yeah, there's this sort of side conversations that we can talk. We're talking about now, like that are different. Yeah. So you fall down the slide, and then you're at sort of the edge of the lake, and there's sort of a well, not right at the edge, but you're like just behind it, and there's a whole big setup of like the girls campsite Mm -hmm. so you can like you can be a good lookout and clean up all their beer cans if you want why Why would you do that Uh, they they do stay there if you don't clean them up for like the next couple of days okay eventually they disappear but yeah if you you can sort of so that's like another thing where you know it doesn't matter but if you go back on day two the cans will still be there if you don't clean them up yeah you can like you can steal their whiskey you can which I always do. Yeah. <laughs> you can confiscate their fireworks and sort of stuff like that. And then all their clothes are there because they're like out skinny dipping in the mm. lake. So you sort of head around and uh, the audio commentary has taught me this is one of the hard, was one of the most complicated things in the game, talking to these girls. It's actually one of the only face-to-face conversations you have in the entire game. Probably the only face-to-face conversation. And yeah. It's not no, really, it would be. It's yeah. not really super face-to-face because they're like miles out in the lake yeah. and sort of just silhouettes because they haven't got character models for any of these mm. people. But like, you can do different things. So you first, when you first call into Delilah, you see them. They see you, and they start talking to you. Yeah. So you can do stuff like, um, you know, you can just yell at them or whatever. You can apparently throw the fireworks at them. Oh, okay. If you're still carrying them, you can pick up their boombox, and then they'll go, "What are you doing? Put down that boombox! Yeah. Put down the boombox!" And then you can put it down, and they'll be like, oh, "Okay, cool." Or you can just throw it in the lake. I threw it in the lake. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about throwing it in the lake I the first threw time. Threw it in the lake, absolutely. But, I wasn't sure how good my arm was. I didn't want to walk into the water, so I just sort of put it back. Yeah, but yeah, and then see, and then that changes things later on because later on, you um, in day two, you sort of find out that their camp's been trashed, which mm. we'll get to. But when I throw their boombox in the lake, she's like Delilah asks you, "Oh my god, what did you do to them?" And you're like, "Well, I yeah. stole their whiskey, or mm. I threw their boombox in the lake, and stuff like that." And so that sort of just changes how things react. So yeah, you can do a bunch of different things, and so they needed to work out. Like, they have to account for all these different options that you can choose. Like, yeah. if you choose to pick up the boombox, then put it down, then throw fireworks at them, then say this, like, how it all plays out. And it actually even goes so far as if what you says causes them to call you a creep, mm-hmm. 
you will then refer to the shadowy figure later in the day as a creep. Oh, okay. And if you huh. if they don't call you a creep, you'll just refer to him as some guy. Okay. So it's like some sort of like uh, I don't know, Pavlovian sort of thing yeah, where you've heard a word, so you then yeah. repeat it yeah. later in the day. That's, That's pretty sort of, cool. So they go in that far into sort of the psychology of it. Mm. Um, so basically they sort of run off behind a rock. They don't even come back for their clothes, like whatever. No, they go behind the rock and then I they assume, You assume that they come back. Yeah. You assume that they come back later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so actually the... Uh, we'll talk about voice actors now because I just remembered a voice actor thing. Mm-hmm. So... Voice actors. Henry is played by Rich Summer, who I have not seen Mad Men, but he's in no, Mad Men. He's he like was a main in, cast He member. was in Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. I, th- I sort of know his voice, but I yeah. looked at his filmography and I don't know anything yeah. he was in. But yeah, he was a main cast member of Mad Men was his number one thing that mm-hmm. I saw. Um, Delilah is played by, I've forgotten her name, Sissy Jones. Yeah, Sissy. Yeah. Um, and she was Katya in The Walking Dead. Telltale. She was in The Walking Dead. Uh, she played Commander Sloan in Destiny 2. Oh, uh, you don't know about <laughs> Destiny. That much. Don't know that yeah. much about Destiny. Um, and these two girls were both in The Walking Dead in some capacity. Now, one of them was Lily, who Lily, if Which you, one was in Lily? The Walking Dead, Lily's the one that you like is fighting with Kenny for leadership for the first like three oh, episodes of season yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And the other girl played like a few minor characters, I think. Someone called Bonnie. I don't know. She was in 400 Days, I think. And Oh, yeah. I okay. think so. And a few of the, and she did play someone in the first actual season, I think. Maybe she's played Sasha. Is there a Sasha? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, she played a couple, a but they, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Telltale Walking Dead alumni yeah. in this mm. game. Um, so that's why we're talking about voice actors. Um, and yes, so you sort of head off now because you've got to go back to your tower, mm. but you can't get back the way you came because you fell down a cliff. So you have to head through the canyon. Um, pretty basic. You just walk through. Um, there's, you know, there's dialogue the whole time. Yeah. They, they fill a lot of the walking time with dialogue. If, as long as you don't like take forever, they fill a lot of time. That's the thing. There's a lot of like, there is so much, I don't want to call it busy work, but there's just a lot of roaming around so oh, yeah, it's good that walk. they intersperse it with if it was just yeah talk at location walk 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 to new location talk this would be the worst game I've ever played in my life yeah they, <laughs> they there's a lot like you don't mind walking from place to place because you're yeah. just having a bit of bed there's stuff happening while you're time. walking yeah um and yeah so and that's what where this sort of thing about the design with the triggers comes in so mm. it's like if you do take ages to wander around some area and just look around for all the stuff then when you get to the next trigger point, they'll go, well, it's been ages since she's talked to you, so let's have her talk to you now. And so so you head through the canyon and there's like another cash box there and you find a flashlight. Now, you obviously don't have to pick up this flashlight. Yeah, I was going to... No, yeah. Because you can see in the dark pretty easy. Like, Do you ever have to use it? You you don't ever have to use anything. You never have to do anything, really. So you you could never pick this flashlight up and just Mm. walk into the cave blindly, but most people are going to pick it up because it's there. And you, you know you blind yourself in the face with it because of course, um, and you head into this cave and there's like a locked gate there, and that sort of teases future events. Yeah, that like the so, so she tells you that the key was lost. Yeah, it's Chekhov's gone. Oh, yeah. here's a gate. Oh man, I wonder if that'll factor in later. Yeah, so they sort of um in the uh, commentary they sort of likened it to like a Metroidvania style game even mm-hmm. though it's not it doesn't play like one no, but it's I get, yeah, in terms I get of um, the area progression it does so there's like maybe three or four different things that you need so you need well, actually there's maybe five so you need ropes mm-hmm. you need um, the axe 
You yep. need the key. You need the piston pittons that you yeah, stab yeah. into the wall. That's four. I think I was right on four on the first mm-hmm. time. And so they all block off different areas that you can head to. So that's sort of... It keeps you to a point on rails, but not nearly enough. Like, you can just no. wander off, but there yeah. won't be much there. No. But it does it does force a bit of linearity, so you can't just immediately break into the compound yeah. in the first minute. You can't... You can't speed run this game. Well, I mean, I'm sure there you can. There are points you can. But- yeah. But it's not like... I've talked about Gone Home before, I think, where you can finish that game in like... One you minute, know, yeah, if you know where to one go. One minute, yeah. Yeah. So there's there's gating that keeps some order of the story in, you know, in the right spots. Mm. But other points that you can just wander off and skip parts. Yeah. But yeah. So, and then you climb out of this um, uh, cave and then... They cleverly, as you do a vault animation, they cleverly make the dude appear. So you're looking at the ground while they spawn him in. Because yeah. obviously, once you know it's going to happen once, you're like staring at the spot. Mm. And then you have to climb and then yeah. he's there. So as I mentioned before, you, you either call him a creep or some guy. And you report this on the radio. This is one of my favorite interactions yes, in the game. Yeah. There's some guy out here. Some guy? Wait, he's looking at you? Is he doing anything else? I, I don't think so. Someone should have told you about this area. What is it? It's outside. Come on. The whole thing. And people come and go as they please. It's 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 madness. Yeah, yeah, okay. I get it. Look, bumping into someone in the middle of nowhere is part of the fun. And then oh, so that's sort of it. yeah, it's, that's yeah. that's the type of banter that it's you get a good back the game. and forth yeah. the whole game. She's very snarky and sarcastic, mm-hmm. and you can choose to either like you know play it straight or you, yeah, you can push your back. buttons and yeah, get yeah. It's um, good. there's some sort of uh, lichen pun or something at one point, and you can continue it. Or there's a there's definitely a lightning uh, yeah. one where she gives she does. I missed most of it in the audio commentary because this is another one that I didn't get in mm. the, my regular playthrough. But they're talking about lightning, and she's like making all these lightning puns about bolts and things, and then you can make a pun like a charge pun, and then. Or you can you can just say it normally, or you can say it with charge in all caps, so oh, they know okay. it's a it's yeah, a pun. Yeah. So like, there's different ways, so you can play it. So you can be like deadpan, do a pun, and like not intend it, or you can do a go. This is a pun. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you can sort of that's the yeah. Like as we keep talking about, that's the dynamic. Like you can you can change the dynamic between the two of you, even though it doesn't change the overall story. Yeah. Um. So you head back to your tower, and it's been trashed. Uh-oh. Your typewriter has been thrown out of the window. This is like a three-story tower, mm. but it's fine. It's those, fine. Yeah, those things are made to last. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> you, we need to get typewriters back. Mm-hmm. My laptop wouldn't have survived yeah, that. <laughs> so you pick it up and you head back up and like your window's been smashed. There's like all your stuff's been scattered everywhere. Mm-hmm. Then your sheets have been stolen from your bed. Um, yeah, it's a bit of chaos. And mm. then so that's sort of the first... I mean, you know, they downplay that creepy figure thing immediately with her just, like, making fun of you about it. So, this is actually the first moment that something is definitely happening. Yes. And and then that makes you think back to that figure. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. And so, she gives you the option to, like, she says, oh, who do you think could have done this? And you can basically say, like, I think you can say, oh, I don't know, no one. Or you can say, those girls, because I pissed them off. Or you can say, oh, there was a creepy Mm -hmm. figure. Yeah. And then she'll sort of say, all right, well, I'll put out a lookout for whoever you said. Mm Mm-hmm. So, which doesn't matter again, but it's it's just like, it fits. It's not like, it's not like you said, oh, the creepy figure. And she goes, oh, yeah, I don't care about that guy. It was yeah. probably those girls. Yeah. They, it does do what you say, even yeah. though it doesn't affect the overall story. 
It's not, it's, yeah, she doesn't just completely dismiss your choice and say, no, we as developers think this is the right choice. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and so then you get the first of the end of day sequences. Well, actually, you've got one in the start of day one, which is just whether you're just playing and you yeah. get back in your tower, you finish the conversation, and there's just hard cut to yeah. a big scene. There's, there's says, no, like, yeah, prompt to end day. It's just there like, is in one day, I believe. Is there? On one day. And I think it's day three. Oh, okay. We'll get there, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's mainly just like, most of the time oh, we're having yeah. a conversation. All right, cool. Yeah, boom. They'll be like, yeah, all right, yeah. this is the end of the story. Boom, black. Next day listed on the thing, whatever yeah. the next day is. So the next day is day two because mm-hmm. the, there's a lot of stuff happening at the start of this game, and then it sort of escalates quickly. Yeah. So day two is you get up a bit earlier this time because it's because as I mentioned, it's mostly dark when you spot the shadowy figure because mm-hmm. you got up at like six forty-five. So this is where you get up in the morning, so it's a lot better. Um, and the phone line has been put down, like it's uh, down. Yeah. So yeah. she's Delilah sends you out to find if the phone line's damaged in your area, mm-hmm. and you sort of you know head off that way. Journey up. You yeah. see that you don't find anything of real importance on the way. Um. Well. Yeah. There's a sort of secret area that I never found in either of my regular playthroughs, and I only found it because. They helpfully put a, a developer commentary. audio commentary yeah. thing on my map there. Which place? There's like a house hanging off the edge of a cliff. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I never okay, found I that in my that. regular yeah. playthroughs yeah. because you don't have to go there. No. So you sort of walk around and there's like a door that like you try and open it and it just like flies off, like falls down and there's like wind and stuff because you're hanging off the edge of a cliff with the house. And yeah. Sort of, there's not much there. It's just sort of you head down and it's just, yeah, nice. I think there's a raccoon jump scare at one point in this game, but I don't, Yeah, no, okay. Oh, this is, is actually Where really is interesting, it? right? Yeah. So, this is the place, right? There's a stove that you open up. Yeah. And uh, a raccoon will jump out. Mm. But he won't jump out on day two, which is the day okay. that you're here. Yeah, I was going to say, I know on, I If you open that this. stove on any day but day two, the raccoon yeah, will jump raccoon scare jump you. Scare. Yeah, okay. So, the idea, I guess, is you notice it the first time and then you might be intrigued to go back mm. another day and you'll get something different. Okay. Which I'm not sure why there's no raccoon on day two. Yeah, I, I never like didn't get raccoon jump scare, so I guess I mustn't have come across the house on day two. Yeah, which yeah. Well, I mean, you do come back here. Uh, you don't really come back here till the end, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. This is what they're telling me in the audio commentary, yeah. and I, and I didn't get one when I opened it because they were talking about. It, and I was like, what? There was no raccoon jump scare. He's like, yeah. well, actually, it's only on yeah. day. It's not on day two. <laughs> um, so you eventually head along and like at the top of this big cliff which i think is called bear tooth point sure yeah there's you can see that the phone line's been cut across a chasm mm-hmm. and so you head up there and you spot start spotting beer cans beer cans the same beer yeah. cans that the girls were using last red time. eagle or something I think red eagle called. yeah yeah and yeah you, you climb up there and there's like a little like i don't know like a cloth or something that has written on its like i think it's their underwear yeah, probably. And it says, know. like, you're a dick or something like... Sure. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I hate you. Yeah. Like, oh, you're a creep. You're, you're yeah, yeah, whatever. And so, right next to the yeah. phone line. And then, obviously, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, well, the girls... It's the girls, the yeah. Now, knowing the end, why were the girls I up wanna, there? I want to get back to this... We'll get back to this one a bit later on. I'm not sure this one makes sense. I know, I know. I'm a little bit, yeah. I mean, it's... It does if it's just by chance that the girls happen to be up there. But, yeah, look, not we'll everything has perfect we'll continuity. Um, interesting side point from up here is on the commentary is that they said that in the trailer at this point, after you check the cut phone line, Delilah says, oh, there's someone in, uh, you're in your, back in your tower, are you? 
and mm-hmm. uh, you like look, and then that's the end of the trailer. Oh, okay. So that's actually a moment that happens in this game much later, but they put it here to like give you an idea of what the game would be without actually spoiling it for you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, which I liked. That's you a can't good point. Do it, trailer. Yeah. That's good. So because yeah. you get to this point and it doesn't happen, and you go, "Oh, that's a bit weird." Like mm-hmm. I guess they took that out, and then it happens later, and you go, "Oh, okay." So yeah. they weren't false promising you because it is something that's in the game. Just they just changed it to, to put yeah, you off balance yeah. so you weren't ready for it. Yeah. Um, so you have a sort of trail of beer cans to follow. Mm-hmm. And then this is the first time if you go a certain... Oh, actually, no, before that. Mm-hmm. You cross a little log and there's a backpack. Oh, yes. Tree. Yes, okay. So you get that down and you get ropes, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And you get your disposable camera. Which is useless. Which is, well, it's nice for taking photos. Mm. Takes some nice- You know what else takes shots. photos? Screenshots. Yep. Screenshots. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but they don't take Canon photos in the game. Uh, look, with a Canon if, camera. If I'm walking around in public and I say Xbox, uh, screenshot that, you know, I'll be looked at like a weirdo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so this is the first time you, you I th- believe you have to say like- Brian Goodwin's name because that's he's the owner of the backpack. I believe you have to say that you can't not is he, speak. Isn't he referenced earlier, or is this the first? This is the reference first to reference to him because she goes, okay. "What, Brian Goodwin?" And then you get to like guess. Oh, who that's is, right. You're and like, you can guess like an ex-boyfriend or yeah. a lookout or a ranger. Yeah. When the real answer is the kid of a lookout, yeah, who wasn't supposed to be out there because no. you're not supposed to take your kids, but Delilah let it go mm-hmm. and sort of left him out there, and that sort of becomes. That's a tease for the main, one of the main mysteries of the game, really. The main mystery? Probably the main, Well, yeah. no, I wouldn't call it a mystery. It's not a mystery now, mm. but it will be. Mm. Actually, it's not really a mystery ever. I don't think it's ever a mystery. It's not, it's not a mystery until it's solved. It's, yeah, and then you yes, realize it was yeah, a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, you never think it's a mystery. But yeah, so you get your camera, you get your ropes, you head down. This is the first time, if you take a certain path, you can encounter the fence to oh, Wapiti um, Station. Wapiti Station. Yeah. So you just go, oh, that's a bit weird, there's a fence. And she's like, oh, yeah. well, I didn't know that was fancy. Yeah, um, no, they're there sometimes because bikers weird. or something, like cyclists. And you're like, no, nah, there's a big fence. Yeah, she's there's like, a massive nah. fence. Yeah, yeah, I think she was like, oh, sometimes they cordon off like two meters of yeah. stuff. And you're like, yeah, no, nah, this fence's bigger. Yeah, a bit more than two meters. <laughs> now, this is another one where it's like, okay, maybe. But what it turns out is this fence is like for official scientific research. Yes. And like, wouldn't Delilah know about official scientific research? I want There is... <laughs> I can let this one go, but we need I to, want to bring we need it up. To burn, we need to burn through all of this because I have a lot I need to talk about. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Look, there's another one where there's continuity, maybe. Like, mm. I, I can get by this one and say, well, maybe they didn't know. Yeah. Like, you yeah. don't have to tell people everything that happens. But she is like the boss of all the fire lookouts in the area. Mm. So, I don't know. But, yeah, you don't have to there. Now, this the uh, commentary's talked about, uh, like helping people find their way here because there's a trail of beer cans, but eventually they stop because they were like, man, we can't put like 55 beer cans for these girls. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they'd be dead. <laughs> so they put in, there's one marker that you can spot whenever you want, which is the thin column of smoke. Oh, okay. you can immediately yeah, yeah, spot yeah. that if you see it, but if you're not looking up, eventually the game sort of just shoehorns you through a path. Yeah. And, and eventually she'll say, Hey, do you see that smoke? Yeah. And then you'll look. Yeah. And so that sort of, so you're not feeling lost. Mm. And you've got a map that like uh, each cash box gives you a trail. So mm-hmm. you can copy down the information for the trails in that area. But even without that, you can sort of see where the walls are. Like yeah. you 
you know where you can go and where you can't, like which paths lead to which. Mm. So you sort of have to go along a certain way and eventually you'll reach that point where they do tell you where to actually go. So you have to basically go all the way back through a lot of the map because you were in the top right corner. Now you're going all the way back to the bottom left corner. Yeah. Um, and there's not much happens on the way, really. Just general chatting. Do you mean turtle? You can. Yeah, that's once you get all the way down to that bottom area. Yeah. There's a turtle. Um, and yeah, I'd never met turtle in my normal in my <sighs> normal playthrough. I knew there was a um achievement for getting a turtle, mm-hmm. and I was like, what? What turtle? <laughs> so. But uh, this is one where the uh, the little audio commentary box was not in the right spot. So I was just... Oh, okay. It wasn't exactly on the map where it said it should be. So I was just wandering the area and I yeah. found him. Um, and so you can, you know, again, another sort of fluffy, nice dialogue choice. You can name the turtle. I think everyone named it Turtle Reynolds. Reynolds yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can... I can't even remember what the other choices were. I want to say Shelley Duvall, who... Yeah. Is that the uh, girl from The Shining? Maybe. Let me look it up yeah. quickly. Yeah, and then... Anyway. I don't know. There's a third one, but yeah, you find the turtle, um, and then you can sort of uh, another fluffy thing is when she draws you later on, you can choose to say that you look like Burt Reynolds, and then when you see the drawing at the very end of the game, she shows you like there's a picture, there's actual drawings in her lookout when you Mm. get there, and uh, it just sort of says Burt plus Turt love heart (laughs) (laughs) on the in the corner Uh, because you've sort of matched it up. but yeah, so you head around, you get to the campsite. There's oh, this is a just a weird uh, thing from the audio commentary is mm. that they give you little uh, extras. So like sometimes you'll walk up to a post where there's a cassette tape and there'll be concept art on a board. Oh, okay. So you can look at it. And here there was just a T posing Henry standing next to the thing, and I was like, "What the hell is that? I didn't see that before." <laughs> Because um, yeah. there's a little commentary about how they designed Henry. So he's that's, just. That's the real. You mystery. come around the corner and just in front of the waterfall, there's just a T posing Henry. I'm like, whoa. I'll turn the game off. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like a piece of tent hanging on a tree here, which I didn't see in my regular playthrough. I don't know how. I, I saw the yeah. water. I was distracted by the waterfall, I guess. Yeah. But you head around and the camp has been trashed, the, um, the girls' camp. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Like, the whole thing's been torn up. The tent's been torn up. Everything's scattered everywhere. Um, apparently, the, the the person who designed the tent, mm. um, until, like, a couple of weeks before shipping, he just assumed it was um, torn up by a bear. Even though, it's, even though he yeah. knew about the final mystery, which it turns out that um, uh, Ned did it, mm. which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, Have we even mentioned it? We that? haven't even mentioned it. Ned is Brian's father. Yes. Um, he did it. but Ned's the, also so, the creep. Yeah, he's also the creep. Yeah. So it turns out that yeah, uh, because this campsite's massacred, like yeah, it looks like a bear did absolutely it. demolished. Um, yeah, it would be quite hard for one man to do this, but so they he sort of trashed all their stuff. He's torn up their tent and everything, and then they've like pinned a note to it and yeah. basically accused you of doing it. They're like, yeah. "Hey, creepy ranger dude, you ruined our tent. We're gonna call you the killed police." Killed my stereo, and you're you're a creep. Yeah. This is you, police. And then, yeah, that's when Delilah asks you, oh my God, did you do anything to them? And you can say no, or you can say, I threw their stereo in the lake. And she's like, mm, maybe you shouldn't have done shouldn't that. Have. <laughs> if you say you stole their whiskey, she's like, oh, that's fine. That's, I'm cool with that. <sighs> I, they're, they're sort of both low-key alcoholics, Henry and Delilah. I, yeah, I think, well, alcoholism is kind of like, I mean, that's really part of the catalyst for the game, right? Yeah, like, true. He, yeah, he his, starts his drinking was the cause yeah. of him coming, really, yeah. like, uh, yeah, getting separated from Julia. Mm. Um, so, I, you don't have to walk back, it just cuts. 
once you yeah, once you pick you up the note, the note and tell her about like, it, yeah, oh, bad, and she's like, uh oh, day four, and we're at day we're three, day th- yeah, three yeah. Now. So day three, these this is the beginning of what they called in the game the mid game montage, which the scenes aren't as long as a montage. The scenes are longer than a montage, but mm. really, there's like five or six days in a row here that are really short, comparative to the last two days, especially the first two days and the end days. What happened? Is so, day three where you fix your day three? All you have to do is collect three or four boards and board up your yeah. window, and she asks you what you look like yeah. so she can draw you. So you can, you can, you if you pick up your photo with Julia. Mm-hmm. You know what you look like. You know you have a big scruffy beard and like everything. So you can describe that and she'll get it pretty close. Yeah. Um, but you can also just say that you're. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm you Tom Cruise's uh, like twin brother or yeah, something. You can say yeah anything really. You can say that you wear a tuxedo all the time yeah, and yeah. you have like a curly mustache thing, <laughs> even though you clearly don't. And then yeah. that, that's what you look like in her drawing at the end. Um, so. Yeah, you just all you have to do is collect. So you can finish this in like two minutes if you just run down the yeah. stairs, collect the boards, and we'll do it. Have a bit of a chat. Yeah, oh. and then they'll, and then she base. This is where she's like, this gives you the reality because she's like, you're like, all right, what do I do now? And she's like, now you sit there and you watch the fire for three months. Yeah, see if there's any fires, and then it just cuts. And then we meet. This is the first time that you realize that the game is not going to be seventy nine days long mm. because you get to day yeah. nine yeah. next. Day nine. I have a summary here of everything you do. A detailed list-by-list list thing. I don't remember, Dan. Here we so. go. You eat a sandwich. Probably why, probably why I don't remember, Dan. So you're sitting yeah. on the canyon. That There's like a canyon crossing. Oh, yeah. You're sitting yeah. on the canyon crossing and it's like sunset and you eat a sandwich. Is this where she says something about the This is where she tells you that the girls have gone missing. Yeah. Um, she gives you their names. I think they're called like Chelsea and Lily or something. It doesn't, it doesn't sure. really matter. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. We'll just refer to one as yeah. the girls. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely one's called Lily because the... Uh, voice actor in the commentary said, "Oh, this is the third time I played a Lily because she was the one oh, played, she was the one that played Lily in The Walking Dead." Um, yes, so that was all that happened, and then so it's like literally a minute and a half, maybe. Yeah. So they're missing. You can choose to like say, "Oh, don't say anything about it," because obviously there was a bit of controversy with yeah. you know you. Yeah. There's this note that they said that you know, but you took it obviously, but yeah. um. Yeah, there was a bit of interaction between you two. So, you, you can say not to say anything. You can say you should probably tell them about it, that what mm-hmm. we know, or whatever. Regardless of what you say, she reveals later that she she said that they know nothing and never have heard of them. Yeah. Even if you tell them, tell her to say something yeah. and she says, okay, which is a bit of a trend with Delilah. She's a bit of a lone wolf. She, like, this isn't, like we were saying before that she, she doesn't just, like, railroad you into doing something, but... She does here, but that's because of her own, like, character reasons. She has character reasons for doing things. Yeah. Like, she doesn't just do it because the plot d- dictates that this I must think, go this way. Yeah, she is the way she is, and that's what influences the plot, I think. Well, I, I think it's a... You can look at it both ways, you know. She's the way she is because of the plot, but, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, like, because it doesn't really... Aff- it's more of a character moment. It doesn't affect the plot mm. that she didn't tell no, you. No. It's just that extra thing that panics you because you're already yeah. in a panic in the late game and then she tells you that she didn't tell anything, tell yeah. them about it. So, that's the end of day nine. Pretty simple. We skip another six days to day 15, another very short day, mm. and you wake up at night oh, and okay, yeah. Delilah says, get on your radio, in Delilah's voice. Yeah. And you get on your radio and it's Julia. Yeah. You which, because you're obviously like hallucinating Julia, or whatever. Yeah. So you have a little of a conversation with Julia. Julia, like I said, gets about 10 lines in this game. Hmm. Um, 
She doesn't say much. She doesn't say much. Oh, Delilah sounds nice. Yeah, she's she's Australian, which really we shouldn't have to do an accent because we are Australian. But it's like it's a ham. (laughs) Actually, oh, this is where. Okay, so right, I have a weird thing that I want to bring up. That's Mm. just it's just a life thing. It's not really a game thing. It's a life thing, right? So we're Australian. Yeah. And when I talk to other people Mm -hmm. here in Australia, they just sound normal to me, right? Yeah. And if I see an American person that talks and sounds talks an American accent, I'm like, you are an American. But. When I play this game, or really any movie or film, or like a TV show or game yeah. that has an American cast, they just sound normal to me. And when I hear an yeah, Australian person, yeah, because I'm like, oh my god, this person is so Australian. Perception of Australian is so ham-fisted. It's the but whole. But she is an actual Australian person. I know, this but it, like, it seems like it's really like hammed up. Like, oh, oh, dinky do. Oh, I can't believe you are down at the Billabong. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> but it just seems weird to me that like. Everyone Australian seems normal in real life, and then when I see an American, I immediately notice it. But in a show or I think it's because all media based on all media we ingest is American. But if I watched an all Australian show, I don't know if I would like notice everyone. First of all, you wouldn't watch. No, you wouldn't. (laughs) You wouldn't. But if I, but like, you would feel like I don't know if I would feel. Yeah, I don't think I would feel like. Oh man, they're also Australian. Yeah, like, but when you put an Australian person in a like American based game, yeah. they're, they're so Australian. I think, yeah, because they need that differentiation between, like. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't huge... think she's hamming it up here, but, like. <sighs> it's pretty. It just. It, I think it's just jarring. It's, like, you yeah. find the malady and then it sort of yeah, jars you out of it. Yeah. So that was just a weird life point in my life. So you know something That's about fair. my life now. That's I don't. I, accents are weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she doesn't say much to you. Like, she just. You sort of say, oh, yeah, I'm going okay. And then she's like, oh, yeah. Delilah seems nice. And you're like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. You kind of, I mean, you can choose how you... You can choose exactly how you, you respond. You can choose but... how you play this out. You can be kind of dismissive and like, you know... I mean, anyone with any brain cells knows this is a, oh, like a dream yeah. sequence immediately. Yeah. So you can just, like, what you say doesn't really matter. Yeah. In fact, really what you say matters for Delilah because she hears you on this because you're yeah, actually using the radio and it doesn't really matter that because much. doesn't she say something like oh you were talking like yeah. you were murmuring but all I heard was jewels or something that's what I well heard. yeah no I think she sort of like she implies that she heard it all but no oh, she yeah but she said yeah. it's so mundane conversation that it doesn't really tell yeah. you anything um so that was day 15 now we get a we get a 16 day I oh, know sorry an 18 day jump to day 33 mm which is another short one. You just have to... You spawn, like, all the way out in the wilderness already, and you have to walk up to the north and get some supplies oh, from the, the supply yeah. box. Yeah. This is one where... I've written the words Delilah Brain because this is, that was the name of one of the tapes. What? That was one of the names of the tapes in the audio commentary. Yeah. And what that that was sort of where it's talking about oh, what does she get... know and what she doesn't know. Okay. Is so, this where you get backstory on her, her yes. backstory? Yeah. So she, she brings up the conversation with Jules earlier, and... On the previous days, I think on day two mostly, you can choose to tell her about Julia or not. Mm. And, oh my God, I forgot one of the biggest points of the game. We'll come back to it in a sec. <laughs> that confused me anyway. Um, <laughs> we'll come back to it from sure. day two. Okay. Um, but right here, so apparently what happens is, if you tell her everything possible about Julia, she will tell you about Javier. Mm. If you tell her absolutely nothing about Julia, she will tell you about Javier. But if you tell her a bit, but not heaps, she won't tell you. You'll never find out that Javier exists. Okay. Which is weird. I guess 
if you say nothing, she's like, man, I better get this guy to open up so I'll tell him my life. Yeah. And if you tell her everything, she's like, well, he told me everything, so I'll tell her stuff. But if you, if you tell her a little bit, you're sort of like, uh, you're keeping your distance, yeah. but you're not being, yeah. you're not being cold. Yeah. So she's like, well, we're just acquaintances. It's fine. Mm. I won't tell her. Yeah. So you can go all the way until the, uh, Wapiti station campsite before you even know how it exists. Okay. Which is interesting. And it's, these are the things that they're tracking all day long of mm. like, what does she know and what does she not know? What does she know to be true? What does she suspect? So she has her own, that's why I've written Delilah Brain. She has her own brain. Now, I gotta go back now. Yeah, what's, yeah. On day two, right as you start off, you head through the cave and Delilah says, I gotta step away for a minute. And then she's, oh, yes. Then she doesn't turn off her radio. So you can hear her talking to someone else on the radio. <sighs> I'm sorry. Can you hold that thought? Uh, sure. Just going to keep hiking and hoping it warms up. Heyo. I don't think so. Why, have you? Okay, good. No, I don't think he has any idea. I'm absolutely sure. Would you? All right. I'll let you know if anything changes in that regard. Hey, sorry about that. And then she turns back on. Now you can, you, this is one of the, probably the, not the biggest plot hole, but they explain it in the audio commentary, but playing the game without the commentary, it's a big plot hole in the game. Because what, do, what do they say in the commentary? What this plays into is nothing in yeah, the end. Okay. So what they're saying is that this is just, in the commentary, they're saying this is just a random conversation with a random lookout, because she's in charge of all the lookouts. Mm. It's got nothing to do with Henry. Okay. But he can hear it, and it just feeds his paranoia. That's all it's for. Yeah, I was going to... Yeah, I... That was one of the points I wanted to bring up at the end, where you could look at a lot of this game as Delilah absolutely lying to you. Yeah. And I think we'll touch on that as we get more into the actual story. Yeah, I was... See, I think the first time I played it, I remember seeing a lot of that. Mm. And I thought, yeah, maybe. But playing it a second time, it doesn't feel like Delilah's... Like, especially the way they wrap everything up, it doesn't feel like Delilah's got anything, like, serious yeah, to Yeah, I, I would like to give benefit of the doubt and view it all as she's sincere through the whole thing, but I can completely understand when you get moments like that. Yeah, where it that immediately feed, it puts you on your suspicion. Yeah. yeah, and you'd be like, and oh, I think okay. the fact that you feel like they didn't pay that off, like... That's life. That's what this is. Yeah, Not everything means something. Yeah, the thing is, yeah. you're trained as someone who plays video games that if something, if there's some sort of built up thing, conspiracy, it's the there's a reason yeah, for it to be yeah. there. If it's there, but in pay life, it off, but yeah, in life, it doesn't always work like yeah. that. So, yeah, it's not the. That's the thing. You're not gonna like on day seventy be like, hey. Remember 68 days ago when you had a, when conversation? You had a conversation? So at this point, when she does it, you can call her out. Or mm. you can just listen. Yeah. So, and the developers did say that they would have, uh, if they had, could have gone back and fixed the game more, they would have put more options in there. Because if you call her out, you're like, oh my God, what are you doing? Well, yeah. I can't believe you had the conversation about me. And then yeah. she gets really mad and she walks away from the radio mm. and turns it off for a while. Yeah. Or you can just listen and never talk about it again. And you can never bring it up again. Mm. So they were saying maybe you can probe a little bit without just getting angry about it. Yeah. You know, like just say, oh, what was that about? Like, yeah. Um, or you left your radio on there. Yeah. Oh, what I, was that heard, I heard that. You know, you know, yeah. What was so? Yeah. Because I saw a thing on Reddit about this too, which is like, there are so many reasons why someone might choose to listen. 
you know, you might choose to listen because you want to respect her conversation with someone else and you don't want to, you know, get involved in it. Yeah. You may choose to listen because you think she slipped up and if you don't say anything, she might slip up again and you'll yeah, learn something new. Yeah. So there's so many different reasons why you might like do that. So yeah. to give a bit more gradients to those responses. But that was a massive backtrack. But it is an important moment because yeah. I think that's one of the most criticized moments of the game and one of the things that everyone thinks is a plot hole. That and there's one more I can think of which we'll get into um, as we get to it. Later. Yeah, everyone sort of thinks that's a plot hole. And I mean, look, you can explain anything if you're a developer, yeah. but yeah. I get where they're coming from, which is that yeah, life is life and not everything means something. Yeah. And they're just trying to build tension. But mm. to have it not paid off or even explained really is... Yeah. And I guess in real life it wouldn't be explained. Like, you know, would you really feel a need at the end to be like, hey, remember that conversation I had yeah. 68 days ago? Did, did, what was up with that? And then she'll just be like, oh, yeah, it was nothing. It's like, what the hell are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Because um, she would have done those all every day with yeah. the radio off. Yeah. So, you know, you wouldn't remember. Um, so, we're back to day 33. Yep. She's she's has or has not told you about Javier. You go up to the supply box. Now, there are three supply boxes in the box. One for you and two for the other lookouts. Yeah. I took of, mine. What sort of dick would take three? Well, <laughs> me on the audio commentary because I wanted to see what would happen. So normally you just take your own and you go back and you go to day 64. Yeah. If you take all three, you get a secret day 34. Oh, yeah? Which is the shortest day in history. It's literally you holding a toilet roll on the way to the outhouse. Assumingly because you ate all the food. That's pretty funny. That's <laughs> and pretty good. she goes like, Henry, did you take that food? And you hear her go, no. We can go, uh. And either way, she's like, what the hell? Like, you took everyone's food? But he's sort of like, like, you're like, no. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm hungry. Like, just, just as in like, man, I'm a hungry dude. That's pretty good. So it's that's like, pretty I good. yeah. Okay. So that's like, yeah, it's literally like, it was actually so quick that I had to quit the game because I was waiting for the dialogue to finish before I yeah. picked up the commentary. Yeah. There's one commentary on this day and the game, the day ended. I was like, I've got to go back and get this commentary. Mm. Um, I'm going to take it that's weird. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so day 64 is the next day after day 34 if you see it, or after day 33 if you don't see it. Yeah. This, another, oh, this is the last day of the montage, really. So, you, it's night time, and the fire has started. Ah, uh, the and old you're sitting, flapjack fire. Well, the whatever fire. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, I think there's only three options in total that you can call a mm. fire. You can call it the big fire, which I'm assuming she's going to say no to that. I don't know. <laughs> You can call it the Flapjack Fire, mm-hmm. or you can call it Delilah, or you can ask to call it Delilah, and she'll say, no, we can't call it Delilah, that's okay. a bit weird. <laughs> so, she calls it June, uh, the June yeah, Fire, because yeah. that's her middle name. Mm. Okay. It's in July, though, or it's in, like, October or something. I don't know. But, yeah, those are your options. So, that doesn't really matter, but, but like, it's like your little map. You get little markings on your map, yeah. and you'll get this. Every time you look at that fire, you will see that it's called the whatever fire mm-hmm. that you called it. So, this is sort of like... The most, the closest that you get to Delilah, because you're just sort of talking during the night, and she tells you stories. It's an intimate, like, and you can choose to, you can choose to go along with it to any point that you want. So, like, she sort of says, "I wish I was over there with you," and you can say, "I wish you were too," and then you could just be like, "Shut up." Your other option is silence, yeah, which is so like, (laughs) and then and then she can sort of say, "Oh yeah, we could do this, we could that," and then you can sort of say. What could we do? And she's like, let and me then tell she starts you. telling you, and it goes <laughs> down. Day, so actually, because I didn't want to like cheat on my wife, even though she doesn't remember who I am. Mm. But I didn't want to say nothing because the only option is to say that or say nothing. Mm. So I always like went too far. And I was like, oh, I don't really, really comfortable with that interaction. 
If you say, I wish you were here, and then you say nothing the second time when she says, like, when instead of saying, what could we do? Mm. Then she just sort of says, yeah, we could sit and watch the fire. And that sort of, like, is... That's, like, what I wanted this scene to end yeah. as. So it's not, like, fully clear how to get what you want out of that one. A lot of the time it is, like, the responses are quite... It's quite obvious where you're going to go with it. Yeah. But this one, when there's just option, is just silence or... Silence or, yeah, continue the conversation. Yeah. So I almost always choose to continue the conversation because I think I did too. Um, but it never really goes anywhere is the thing. I... I think on my first playthrough, I kind of went into building that relationship with Delilah. And uh, that'll come back in the ending, I suppose. Um... But yeah, I. It's weird. It's a bit weird, the whole relationship thing. Yeah, I mean, so I'm trying to remember exactly what day it is. I don't know if I've written down. I think it's day 78. You find. Well, actually, before that, all the way back at the start, mm. your photo. You have one photo with Julia where you can't really see her face because she's got the camera over yeah. her face. But it's default set face down on the desk, so oh, you okay. can't see it. And I think on day 78, which is the second last day. You wake up and your wedding ring is on the table, not on I your know, hand. Right. Yeah. And you can choose to put it back on mm. or you can choose to leave it there. Mm. So that's sort of just a... You're making your own choice. Within, it doesn't affect the story again, but you're making your own choice about who your Henry is. Yeah. Um. So day 64, that's the end of that. You just sort of stare at the fire and yeah. I think back on the wedding ring thing, it'd probably be more... Because it's kind of out of the way... I feel like it'd be more impactful if at the end of the game you can choose to take it off yeah. or something. That's as opposed to... Yeah. But I guess the way the game ends sort of doesn't uh, I mean, yeah, allow you, for you've you got to, to choose her. They, yeah, you've got to assume they changed the ending fundamentally. But, like, it, it'd be an option yeah. potentially. Um, mm. Okay, so this is where it sort of gets serious again. Yeah. So day 76, you are off to fish. Mm-hmm. You have a fishing rod that you can just put in your pocket if you want. Just get rid of it. You know, you got a backpack. So. Yeah, but a fishing rod fit in there. It's really it long. It collapses. You fishing know, rods there's collapse. There's no animation for that. That's no, fine. Because it's a game. And then she sort of just offhand tells you about a bear that's around or something that's like going to kill you. Just where you say you can do some mm. more banter with her. And you walk out onto the lake area and on this tree stump there's a clipboard. Mm. And you pick up the clipboard and you can see, like, a few little maps and drawings of, like, your tower and the area. Mm-hmm. And you can also see transcripts of your conversation with Lila. Yep. So this is where it, like, gets really serious. Because, really, your tower was broken into on day one. It is yeah. now day 76. There's no... Yeah. And nothing else Up has until happened. until now, there's no actual story, Apart I from suppose. the girls going missing, nothing else suspicious even, has happened. Yeah. Well, I guess the tent thing and everything. Yeah. But yeah. But there's no, yeah, oh, nothing's happening. And you get something from, like, uh, I think the line is from her, from the previous day, day 64, she says, like, I don't talk to the other lookouts as much as I talk mm. to you, at least not in the same way. Yeah. And so that's written on there in big all caps. And so you start to give you, like, oh, my God, mm. what the hell? Someone's yeah. listening to us. And so the this is where the conspiracy starts to build up. And then you hear, like, a radio going crazy over on the side and you, like, bend down and pick it up. And yeah, you just get punched out in the back, yeah. yeah. And, like, they knock you down and it's like they stomp your head or something because you get hit a second time. And it's like, yeah. And then you wake up and it's gone and then you're like, oh, my God, what yeah. has happened? 
Um, oh, I was beaten in the head. And yeah. I was like, are you sure? Are you sure you were beaten yeah, in the head? I don't know. Have you been on, like, yeah. pot or something? <laughs> have you been taking those mushrooms out there? Um, so you then, I think you remember from the clipboard something called Wapiti Station, which mm-hmm. there's a place called Wapiti Meadow that she yeah. tells you about. So you head up there. And then, so, this is another one of those ones where you don't have to do that. You don't have to head up there first. You can just leg it for the firefighter's place. But you don't know where that is, really, no. at the time. So you head up there and you sort of have to try and get in this gate that you can't get into. You can punch it. This you gate can, that you could, in a real world sense, climb you over. You could probably climb over the fence, yeah. If you go it's not really barbed wire and there's a rock here that you can sort <laughs> you of jump over. Um, but you try and punch it. You try, you can pick up a rock, try use try it. You have to do it. at least two of the three things. There's mm. apparently you can a, use stick. a stick. To, yeah, yeah, I never saw the stick, yeah. but I was like, I heard it on the developer commentary. As I was leaving, because mm. like I, I grabbed one and then leg it to the next place while I was trying to speed run this with commentary, so yeah. I was already off. Um, but apparently, like, and again, this is where like you get some sort of contextual dialogue. Whereas if you try and break it with just a rock and your hands, you'll go, I can't get in. But if you use all three, he's like, oh, I've tried everything. I, there's no way I'm getting in this place. So have you tried climbing? <laughs> like, no, no, I can't <laughs> climb. Um, so speaking you, of climbing, this dude is the most act like. This dude jumps off like ten foot things. Yeah, like, he it's jumped perfectly fine. I mean, my knees would be dead. This the audio like, commentary, all they were saying was like, "Yeah, we wanted to make it like feel like he was fat and he was really unfit." This dude's just <laughs> leaping off. Yeah, and like, like oh, my the knees way would be... the way you he's like, oh. yeah, like yeah, the way you climb, it's, we, we we made it pretty clear that you're fat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, um, um, yeah, I don't know. So. Yeah, so they she basically directs you to the firefighters' compound that have been doing like a controlled burn. Yeah, um, to try and see if they can give you something to get in the gate. And you head down that way. There's like a pond. It's called like Pork Pond or something. And yeah. she like offhandedly mentions that the sign keeps getting stolen or something. And then of course at the end of the game, she has that sign up in her in her in I didn't her notice that. lookout. I didn't, yeah. So it's sort of like another just like a little nod that if you did that dialogue, you get rewarded for it. Yeah. Um, you eventually get your way in. It's like they've set up in a like scout camp, where, so there's a few like little scout bunkers and things. Mm. But they're obviously not there because you don't see anyone in this game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they conveniently left an axe behind in a tree for you. Um, this was actually a cool thing that you get from the uh the commentary. So that actually, if you went the other way, there's like a whole field just filled with tipos and people in different places, oh, including really? one like oh, miles away on top I of the hill. I need to go back and look at yeah. this. <laughs> but in here, there's actually a cool little TV screen. Where you mm. walk up to it and you can see your character model in the third person as if like it was in oh, Unity, okay. and you have no head uh-huh. to start with. Yeah, yeah. But you can see yourself like pick up things because it's like a can there, and there's a second axe there you can grab too, so you can see him do the axe grabbing oh, yeah. animation. That's pretty cool. And yeah, there's a couple of those. T- there's one at the end of the game too where you can just see yourself wearing headphones with no head. Um, but yeah, because because they've got the camera on top of obviously on top of Henry's body. Yeah. There's no head. Yeah. You're just walking around headless, so it's cool to see that. Yeah. Um, and, oh, actually, another cool one from the commentary. Oh, well, I'll mention it now. It's from a previous day. But there's actually a big platform where they've got, uh, like, a clock face of buttons that you stand on, and each one of them changes the day cycle. So you can change it to night. Oh, is this the medicine wheel? No, not the oh, medicine okay. wheel. It's just a, it's a completely arbitrary platform that's oh, not okay. in the game in yeah. the normal playthrough. But you go up there, and there's, like, a tape about the skybox. And you can walk through and it'll change all the states. So you can change it to the last day where it's all foggy and all smoky and hazy. You can change it to like, you know, the sun will move around to midday or nighttime or whatever. Like it'll actually move through the sky. So that's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, um, So you get your axe. You go back. 
you start to head back mm. and then you're just chatting, you know, you're like, oh man, this is a bit of a conspiracy. And then suddenly someone's coughing on the radio. What an idiot. Yeah, he's a bit of an idiot, this dude. <laughs> but I mean, maybe he did it intentionally to freak you out. Yeah, but it, uh, I, don't know. I think he's just an idiot. He's a bit of an idiot. Mm. So, well, he he does immediately like start like... He's flailing around because you you hear him cough and then you hear like yeah. clattering metal as he's like desperately trying to turn <laughs> off his radio because he's obviously tapped into yours and yeah. he's accidentally coughed in it. So he's desperately trying to turn it off. And you sort of like freeze and you leg it back to the... Yeah. She's like, get back in the tower. Don't call anyone. Don't talk to anyone. I mean, not there's anyone that's talked to you, but don't call me back. So you run back in there, you hide and the day ends. Mm-hmm. Day 76. So day 77, you basically start Sitting in your chair on the radio going like, hey, I've called you 50 times. And she's like, you know, she just told you not to call her at all. Um, So you're like, hey, I called you 50 times. And then she calls back like super happy. She's super chipper. She's like, man, it is like, hey, it's a wonderful day here today. And so, and you're like, what the hell's going on? And then obviously, eventually you start to cotton on. Uh (laughs) It's about to be a pun. You'll get it in a minute. Cotton on um, to the fact that she's trying to like, Keep a straight face, like keep it, keep up appearances Situation with normal. this person. Yeah. So she directs you to your Flora of the Shoshone poster on mm-hmm. your wall because she's just like, "Hey, do you know? Do you have your Flora of the Shoshone poster up? Do you know it has great you information? Like trees, you? <laughs> it has great information about the wildlife around you. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, you're like, what are you talking about? And she goes, "You see this tree on the on the top row in the second from the left? There's there's a place in your district called." That tree place. Oh, you mean the... And she's like, yeah, no, 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 yeah. don't say it. <laughs> she's like, no, no, don't tell me what it is. Just look at it. Just look at it. It's fine. And it's called that place. You should maybe go for a hike there. And you were like, ah, okay. And you, I mean, if you hadn't worked it out by now. Yeah. And the place is called Cottonwood Creek, which is why I um, made such a good pun. Um, um, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have to sort of head down there. Now, you cannot do that. Yeah? You Because you have the axe. Mm. So you can just head off to the... um Station. I found this because there's a another. This is the benefit of the commentary again. There's a commentary near the radio because she. You head back down there and she's put a new radio in the cash box. She's creatively changed the combination to five, six, seven, eight. Oh wow! Um, and there's a new radio, obviously, so you don't get heard. Yeah. But because the ga- developers aren't putting walls in this game, you can go wherever you want, mm. and because you already have the axe, you can break into Wapiti Station now. Okay. And you'll rock up there, and you'll be like. Hey, I'm at the station. She'd be like, I mean, I think you should go to that place that I told you to go to. What are you doing over there? And then eventually, like, after you tell, you start telling, cause you start telling her about stuff. Yeah. And then she's just like, for God's sake, Henry, I put a radio in that box for you so we wouldn't get listened to. And, and you're like, oh, so, oh, sorry. Do you want me to go back? And she's like, oh, it's, you're already there now. It's fine. And then like, so it basically completely changes the dynamic in that scene. Yeah. Because she's, Basically, just having a go at you every every time you say something, she just has a go at you for not getting the radio and being an idiot. Um, because you do look like an idiot when you don't. Oh, go yeah. There. yeah. <laughs> or like, I mean, I look like even more of an idiot because I took my developer commentary all the way down there, opened the box, looked at the radio, and then walked off to find out what was going to happen. Yeah, this was my this was my other potential continuity issue with this game. It's so Delilah Station is situated like north, north of you, yeah, and th- this. Walkie-talkie is situated south of you. She yes. could have just given it to you, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. She said she walked there herself and put it in the box. Yeah. I don't know why they made you go there. Now, actually, well, I might have one reason, mm. which is, okay, so Cottonwood Creek's in the bottom left of the map. 
They started it there, and then apparently for a while they put it up in the northwest <clears throat> what, next to Wapiti Station. Yeah. At a time, it was in a And then store. right before they shipped, they decided that they had too much dialogue for the distance between those two areas, yeah. so they put it back down the bottom. So that could be one reason. Hmm. The other reason is you can't see her. I mean, she could have put it there at night, but that would have been weird. I mean, I don't. Yeah, it's I don't, a long I don't know walk. logically why she would need to do that. Yeah. Why she would need to go to that yeah. box. I'm. Um. That's my only real potential continuity issue. Yeah. I suppose. I think. Yeah. They. Mm. Um. I guess it really is just that dialogue. I mean, they could have put it somewhere else. Yeah. They could have put it right near her entrance to her look to her, like the way to her lookout. Uh, yeah. And it would have been a similar distance, but yeah. Look. Yeah. Who am I to judge? <laughs> she just wanted to go for a hike. Sure. She just wanted to go for a hike, you know. She, she could have just bored. she could have just stopped by. She could have. Yeah, I guess. She'd just be bored. She just wanted to go for a walk. Um so yeah, you rock up here and this is now I'm not sure what date it is in, in game. Yeah. What month it is. Because this is where you start to get an idea, or at least on my second playthrough I got an idea mm. that well, I mean, I already knew the plot at this point, but I started to think, well, uh, maybe I, I'm getting given an idea that this is not as confusing as it seems. So when you first find the axe, there's a note there that says, like, our oh, doctor, whatever, is set up in Wapiti Station doing what it, like, yeah. doing stuff. And so, of course, you could go, well, he maybe he's, like, studying us or something or doing some weird social experiment. Mm. But here you get another one where it says, like, uh, there's a little box that you open up and there's there's another funny interaction I like oh, where it's a bee. yeah a bee yeah. jumps out and stab, stings you and you can just call in and be like I got stung by a bee and she's like ah is that I, it? I'm sorry <laughs> and you're like did it yeah, hurt? Did it? And you're like yeah it did <laughs> um, but in that box there's a clipboard that sort of says doctor whatever on site from August, August to October. October now is it August to I October? Think, I think this is March-ish or May. Oh, that's a good point. It's, it's summer. Earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but this so is wouldn't American it be, summer. Yeah, American so summer be... would be the middle of the year, right? That'd be yeah. like July. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, because the fire was in July, right? So it'd be... Yeah, yeah. But then that means it would be August, right? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. If the fire started in July. Oh, that's only two weeks later, so it could still be July, right? I think, yeah. So the idea is, right, that you... If you're paying attention to the in-game date, which you cannot know unless just by hearing her talk. Yeah, you're not walking around with a calendar. Yeah, you don't have a calendar on you. Um, The, you might have an idea that, well, this guy isn't on site right now, Mm. so it's just abandoned. Yeah. Which gives you a clue as to what's happening. So you, and like, a lot of the stuff that's here makes no sense. So there's a bunch of monitoring equipment, like towers and things, but there's also just a random soil grid that they've gridded off. There's like a, like a seismology thing or something. Yeah, so it's, you start to be thinking, well, what does this have to do with them listening to my radio? That they have a soil grid. Yeah. Um, but you head down there and you find a wave receiver in a box. Mm. Wave receiver annoying on the audio commentary because they didn't think about it and it just covers over the little legend that shows you all the ones that you've ticked off. Yeah. So you can't see that how far you've tracked. You can still see it on the map because they cross them off on the map as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But it's just a bit irritating. Yeah. Like I was like, because when you move, the map like flies around. You have to stand still. So I was like moving to try and get glimpses of the legend to see how many I've done. That is pretty annoying. Because um, it's bigger than your compass, obviously, because you normally mm. had a compass. You swap this out for your compass, and you can't pull out the map without pulling out the compass as well. No, which is weird. But just a weird mechanical thing, which obviously they wouldn't have thought of because they weren't, they didn't have this in the game, no. the audio tour, yeah. when they started. No. Um, but the wave receiver is like already going crazy doing something. So you you turn around, and there's like a big pile of dirt, um, papers. And this is another one where it's a bit suspicious because 
obviously there's left for you to find because mm-hmm. there's a black box just randomly sitting on top of a um, folder mm. that has like uh, psychology reports on you two. I don't think it's. Uh, you could argue it's left for you behind, uh, left for you to find, but it, you could also just see it as like stupidity and an oversight on like yeah but i mean like the fact that there's a black box right on top of the oh, one yeah. piece of like yeah. useful evidence in this place yeah it's just like i mean obviously he didn't know you had a wave receiver but there was a wave receiver there mm. so i don't know that's just like you know because it turns out that he this is intentionally left for you to find to freak you out mm. so there's like it says like you know it's very official looking like monitoring period 10 weeks uh psychological profile blah 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 this 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 and yeah. like here's a description of yeah actually memory. In hindsight, the biggest clue mm. is oh, that's weird. Is that it still says that she is dating Javier? Yeah. Now that makes sense because Ned was in the park three or four years ago, and so when that happened, when he was there, she probably was still dating Javier. Didn't she leave Javier to come to the park? No, she she was doing something with scouts. Oh, or something. No, no, she yeah, didn't go back when yeah, her, her when yeah. his wife died. But the thing is, right. If she tells you about Javier, you presume he was listening, unless yeah. he just wasn't at that time. Obviously, there's a there's a branch where she doesn't tell I you. I suppose you can't expect him to listen. He doesn't. Have to, yeah, 24/7. you can just say he wasn't listening twenty four seven. But I mean, yeah, you assume that there's a there is a branch where he doesn't where she doesn't tell you about him. Mm. But yeah, I guess that that's sort of and that's another clue that it's Ned, which you probably haven't put together yet, unless you're like a super detective. But. No. Because um, at this stage, all that's said about Ned and Brian is, is that, that they were there and they yeah, left. They were, you don't know oh, nothing else they about left them. because uh, you know Ned had to look after Brian you know. because Ned was the next of kin because he's his father and the grandmother died. Yeah, and then they left for some reason. Yeah, they just left abruptly. That's all you. Know. Oh, Brian went back to school. Oh, you okay. assume, yeah, yeah. Um, so this point, Jalala just goes crazy and tells you to burn it down, burn down the whole place. The stupidest thing anyone yeah, could ever Yeah, stupidest say. thing she's ever said. And you just go, you you know, well, you can say, yeah, cool. I don't know what happens if you say, yeah, cool. Mm. Um, I assume you eventually get talked out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but even though she suggested it. But the logical person says, that's insane. Why the hell would you burn yeah. this down? So, and you, so she's like, yeah, you're right. We probably shouldn't burn it down. So you head off and then, of course, it's on it fire. It's yeah. on fire. <laughs> you leave and it's on fire. Yeah. And you, like, break the bridge on the way out just conveniently. You know, so you can't go back. It's because you're fur. Yeah. And I, you, like, you appear literally staring at the smoke, but if you just walk off, she's like, hey, do you see that smoke? Because <laughs> you, you can't just not tell her about it. You can just walk off. Because this is the trigger for the end of the day, right? As soon as you finish yeah. talking to her about the smoke at the end of the day. So you can just be like, look at that smoke and be like, no, I'm on my way. I'm off now. So you just walk off and head, head back into the map. She's yeah. like, do you see that smoke? And you're like, what? What are you talking about? What smoke? What smoke? Oh, oh, then, oh, okay. There was the, yeah. Oh, the game's over. <laughs> uh, the day's over. So... Yeah, obviously, it's still on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, what? I thought you said you weren't going to do it. Uh, and yeah. And yeah, she blames you for it. And you're like, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't well, me. And then, you know, the tension builds because yeah. you're like, well, someone's at fire to this thing. Yeah. Um, now, I didn't realize that this was day 77 part two because I'd lost track oh, of it. Okay. Because that was such a long day that I'd lost track of continuity. I wasn't mm. sure what day. I assumed it must have been day 76. But this is day 77 part two. So... You cut back to Henry. It's still... It was nighttime when you... It just became nighttime when you got to the yeah. station. And now you, it's still nighttime, so it's still the same night. And you're just sitting on your typewriter. You I just have it saves a little, you the walk back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They save you the walk back. And you have a little typewriter. You're just typing, who is listening to us? <laughs> Stick it up on the wall. 
And every note that you've picked up throughout the game is also stuck up to the wall. So if you've picked up heaps, you've got like all these notes, including all this stuff between Ron and Dave and like the girls know that you're a psycho and all this stuff yeah. just stuck up on the wall. I mean, in my audio log playthrough, I didn't pick up barely anything. So it was just basically an empty wall. Yeah. Um, but again, this is another contextual thing that's changing based on your situation. Mm. And obviously, if you adopted the turtle, it lives in your house as well. Some cardboard box. Or yeah. Something. And you can pick it up and you can... You can continually adopt it, like, because the problem is yeah. to adopt, so you, you can... You, you can pick it up, it. you have a moral dilemma every time. Every day, you can just put it back in your pocket and take it yeah. with you the whole day, and then it comes back. Um, but, now, this one, I didn't like this part. Why? Well, I forget what happens. I get it. Ex- uh, okay, so your wave receiver starts going off as you're talking to Oh, them. yeah, yeah. And you head down there, and there's just a backpack... Hanging on a hook mm. with the key to the cave that you conveniently need. Now, it's it's immediately confusing to you because once you find the final reveal, you're like, this is Ned's backpack. Why would he leave it there for you to find? He doesn't want you to go in the cave. That's literally his only purpose is he doesn't want you to go in the cave. And he leaves you a backpack with the key right there. Doesn't he say something later? He'll like, oh, I don't care anymore. Whatever. But that's not why. Now, the, yeah. the explanation the developers gave is that he has set up this, like, bug out bag to, like, leg it if he needs to. And he's mm. alarmed it so that if someone gets to it, he'll know. Oh, okay. But he doesn't figure that the wave receiver is going to trigger it. So, he just, okay. you know what I mean? He just, he just has it sitting there. Because I went there earlier in the game, it's not there. Because mm. you can go up that path and clear the brush away. Because it's not axe required. It's just move it around with your arms. Yeah. So, yeah, I went up there earlier and it's not um, anything, there's nothing there. So, you go there and you pull it off and the alarm goes off and then you have to break it with your axe Mm. and you get the key. So, the continuity here is that he obviously has, I don't know how he knows that the alarm's gone off. Like, I don't think it's that loud that it covers the whole forest. No. But he knows and that's why he goes into your tower. Mm. Because you pick up this thing, you find the key, you start heading back. And talking to Lila, and she go, and you're like, "Well, I'm out here in the middle of the woods. It's a bit creepy." And she's like, "Well, you're back in your tower now, so that's fine." And you're like, "No, I'm not in my tower." And you're like, "She's like, oh, shit, run." Yeah. So, oh, um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, you now they make you walk from this point. You can't run mm. once you pick up the backpack. You can't run, but. If you walk really fast, which is what I did in the third, I, I parted it perfectly. You actually can see the tower while she tells you that there's someone definitely in there right now, and no one leaves, obviously. But when you get there, there's no one there. Yeah. So obviously they they just messed up the time. Mm. I mean, you have to know what you're doing to get there at the oh, quickest yeah. possible rate. Yeah. But like, obviously, he didn't jump off the balcony or something as I was climbing the stairs. Look, if that typewriter can survive, the typewriter survived, I mean, yeah. Maybe, well, he has a typewriter. Maybe he like surfed it down. Like he Henry's got some good knees. Maybe this guy yeah. is like you never know. Yeah. So I mean, yes. There's no one. You get back there, and there's a tape. There's a Walkman. A Walkman with a cassette yeah. taped to your door. And you listen to it, and it basically is just a tape of Delilah going, we should burn this place down, let's get them. Oh, but everything would burn. And then it takes everything out of context. Yeah, to make it sound like they set the fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because obviously it's unexplained why this fire just happened. Um, And then that is the end of Day 77 Part 2. Day 78... Uh, I think this this is the day I think I said where you can put your wedding ring on if you want. Yeah. Um, it's 
it is sort of quite obvious on the table on the way out, but it's like it's not super. It's like it's not like in your face that you it's have to not choose. Like, you know, glowing or anything. Yeah. Like. So you could not choose it by accident. Mm. Um, and basically, now you've got the key. Your purpose is to get into the cave. Mm. So you head for the cave. Um, oh, this is where she tells you right that a lookout named Henry called into one of the other lookouts and said, "Delilah knows why that fire got started. Yeah. Yeah. To try and freak him out." So you go to the cave, you open it up, you walk in. This is another one where the developer snafu'd a little bit because yeah. knowing that the cave, the door was going to get locked behind me, I backed up watching it the whole time and I thought there was going to be a corner that I was about to walk around, but as I walked just started to walk around it, the door shut. So you can see it shut on its own. Yeah. Um, but obviously normally you just walk straight through and the door shuts behind you and you're like, oh no, I'm locked in. Yeah. The radio doesn't work in the cave because it's too underground or whatever. Yeah, sure. So you basically, yeah, you just basically navigate through this cave. This Ned guy is the sneakiest. Yeah, he's sneaky man, man in the world. You know, you except can... for that first day where he well, was just yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's just like flies behind you. You could like, yeah, he's hiding in this cave. You could search the whole damn cave, and then the second you walk through the gate, he just slams it behind you, which is like it's really, really stupid. Um, mm. But yeah, so you're in the cave now. This is you know about to hit the climax of the game really we're really close yeah, now yeah this is basically the big reveal this day mm. so they make you get to the cave once you yeah. can if you're really paying attention you can look down and you can see a shoe can you just on one of the ledges oh, okay. here and if you like if you, because there's there's a zoom mechanic in this game if you hold LB mm. or I don't know L1 on PS4 or whatever but and if you zoom in on the shoe you'll see it's a shoe and Henry will yell out, is there anyone here? Like, cause okay. assuming, oh man, there's a shoe. There must be someone. Um, and you, so you work your way through the top level of the cave and come out and then you get to call to Lyra and say, oh, I was locked in the cave. Um, and then this is a, this is an area that you can't access otherwise. Mm-hmm. So you get sort of, now you get exposition on Brian. Yeah. Cause you head up and there's like a, it's like a little a little fort, fort that he's built. Yeah, he's painted the walls like castle walls, yeah. and he's sort of. It's a nice little round. I don't know what it's actually for. It's like a set. It's man made round. Yeah, area, sort of thing. yeah. Um, and he's got a bunch of stuff there. Like he's got little banners. He's and, got comics and uh, yeah, comics. He's got wizards a, and he's, yeah, he's got a, a, a legally different Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> um, character sheet. Yeah. Which interesting note is actually the character sheet of one of the devs. That oh, their their okay. first Dungeons okay. & Dragons character when they're in high that's school cool. is the same name as this dude. Um, so that's cool. His name's like Gladius or something. And he's got a bunch of, quite quite depressingly in hindsight, Brian has a bunch of uh, climbing pittens in the there. Pittons, yeah. And there's a note that says, I stole these climbing pittens so my dad won't take me climbing anymore because I don't like climbing. Mm. I'd rather, you know, so if I steal his pittens and then... And I think he actually wrote a note. It's actually a letter to the ranger, to a ranger that says, hey, ranger, if you find these climbing pittons, uh, can you please send them back to me? I will pay you money. Yeah, I I don't want to go climbing anymore, but my dad likes climbing all the time. So I stole these pittons, but I would like to give them back. So can you please send them to me and I will pay you? And which is quite charming at first, but in hindsight, not very charming. Um, Apparently, he didn't get them all. No, no. Um, yeah, he's got a few like school projects and stuff there as well that he's been doing. Yeah, um, and you sort of you know can chat to you talk Delilah to Delilah. And she's like, man, it is so strange that he would leave all this stuff and just yeah go leave home. without it. Yeah, so yeah, that is strange. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, and so you need these climbing pittons to get off this mountain to start with. Mm. So you can get down. You can put them in cracks in the wall to then 
rope rather than just use tree stumps, which mm-hmm. is what you've been using the yeah. whole time. And yeah, you have to head back around to the cave again. Now, oh, there's actually another secret area that probably no one goes to mm-hmm. unless you're doing the developer tour, which is you normally you come out and you loop back around south to the cave. If you head north, you have to head north a little bit to get your wave receiver to start going and it'll start beeping. Okay. So once you've triggered that, obviously you know where you're going. And you head north far enough and there's like a dead elk with a tracking collar on that was what triggering the wave receiver, yeah. which is just a bit of fluff. But oh, like, and you can talk to Lyra about it. Some point, oh, there's yeah. a dead elk here. And you're yeah. like, oh man, cool. Um, and then also if you head through the brush in that area, there's like a little, not really a campsite, but like a couple of chairs and stuff sitting mm. around. And there's a tape that you need for an achievement called Osh- Old Shoshone. Like oh, a, yeah, yeah. A cassette okay. tape that plays a, like an actual song in the mm-hmm. game with lyrics. The only song with lyrics, I think, in the game. And the final note between Ron and Dave, where I think one of them broke up with some pers- some girl, and the other one sent him this song. Okay, yeah. but yeah, so that like that, but that stuff that you won't notice because it's not going to trigger unless no. you go north more. Yeah, at this point in the game, you, you're kind of more concerned with yeah, if you're following continuing the main plot, the story. you're not going to head yeah, north and just randomly to... look for the yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. So you look back around to the cave. And this time now you can get down further. Yeah, you go back through the lock gate because you yeah. still... doesn't get locked behind you this time. <sighs> For some reason, you can't just, like, reach through and unlock it. And unlock it. it, yeah. You have an axe? Just yeah, just do something? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could have used the axe without the key, yeah. you'd think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you sort of yeah, you head back around, and this is where you find Brian Goodwin's body. Yeah. So he's lost. he was the one that lost his shoe. And he's just at the bottom of the ravine, rocks over his face so they don't have to model a face. Mm-hmm. And he's sprawled out there. He's he slipped. Yeah. While he's got climbing equipment next to him. Yeah, he's got like a pitten that's come out of the rock yeah. next to him. So obviously he didn't put it in properly. Yeah. And then you get to interpret this how you want. So you can interpret this as like Ned killed him. Yeah. My God. Oh, yeah. Or, Ned was PTSD. Yeah. Um, what I think is the more logical is that it was just an accident. Oh, yeah. Brian's a bad climber, which is, what he, which is what Ned tells you later on. Yeah. Um, it makes the most sense. And so then you have to exit the cave before you can call the because there's no radio. Mm. And you have to tell her that, like, yeah, dude's then, dead. Yeah. She, from henceforth, she gets really, like, cold and... Uh, I guess she retracts a bit yeah. as a character, which is completely understandable. Yeah, because really, yeah, she didn't call it in that he was there, so yeah, she, she feels she blames her, She blames herself because, yeah, Brian wasn't meant to be here with uh, Ned. and She let yeah, him stay and he died. Yeah, had she have said something, then, you know, this wouldn't have happened. So, yeah. so mm, that is the end of the day 78, the penultimate day. Mm-hmm. And now we got the final day, day 79. Which starts with your receiver going off again. Yeah. Everything's on fire at this stage. Yeah, this is like, it's every, really smoky, yeah. Every, you know, you're about to get evacuated and your receiver goes off. Mm. And... Delilah basically says, why don't you go look at that while you wait for the evacuation just yeah. to start? Just because... Now, this is another bit you can sort of skip. So, you have to pick yeah. up the tape, but you don't have to go up. So, you, you oh, work okay. your way around and there's like a tape taped to the wall that says, and the wall just has Henry painted on it. Mm. And you're like, well, cool. Sounds like yeah. that's right. So you pick up the tape and it's Ned talking about what happens. He actually gets a fair bit of dialogue. Not the most of anyone else in the game apart from oh, the main two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he talks a lot about, you know, uh, 
why he had Brian out here and all this stuff and what happened to him yeah, and why it's, he decided it's to... exposition dump yeah. of... Yeah. I was, you know... He's decided to live out in the forest rather than take Brian's body back and, yeah, you know... Brian slipped. All that. It's too much hassle for me to go back. <laughs> so, know. he's been living in the forest for four years, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, right next to that sign, the tape, there's a rope mm. to climb up. So, you can climb up and you find his bunker. You don't have to do that. I mean, it's, it's really wants you to do that, but yeah. you don't have to. No. So, you climb up there and he basically just explains everything that you've missed. So, or that you've, that's all this cold conspiracy, really. Almost every plot point is explained to you. So, yeah, yeah well, you go in, he's got the stole, he's got your stolen sheets. He's got stuff from the He's girls. got the stuff from the girls' camp. He's got like 50 drafts of drafts those of the, psychological reports yeah. where he's like messed up one letter that he types. Oh, damn. Mm. And then has to then just finishes it off. I don't know why. Like, if you mess it up, you would go to the effort of typing. Oh, Damn. Gotta, dot, dot, dot. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, what it comes down to is there. there is no conspiracy. No, there's no conspiracy or anything. So, there's basically no what happened is- like, scientific testing. There's nothing, you know- well, I mean, there is scientific the girl, the testing, girls, The girls the end up being found, yeah, the, too. Yeah, they tell you, I think, during the previous day that the girls were found. Yeah. They're fine. Um, they just stole a truck or something. Yeah, they stole a truck and went up somewhere and got yeah. arrested, I think, or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically what happened is he saw you on that first day coming out of the cave, and he went, oh, no, this dude's going to find what's in the cave. So, he then- was tapping your radio. He was um, setting up the... What did he do? He, he set up the clipboard for you to find mm-hmm. to try and freak you out and make you leave. He punched you out, obviously. He was lurking in the bushes, recording as you talked about burning down the place and then set the tape for you. A lot of this is like, you know, could, would have been a lot different if Henry was more observant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if he spotted this dude in the bushes, like that looks pretty hard the second uh, time. Um, yeah, so he he's basically responsible for everything that's happened. Um, which I think he also has like a series of notes that you can read about, like all oh, all this, like his sort of process. It's like a diary of his processes mm. throughout the days. As like, well, I'm going to do this now, and I'm going to do this now to try and freak yeah. them out more. Um, yeah. So I mean, look, it's it's an anticlimactic reveal. But it's it's one that does wrap up most of the story points, as I said. I don't, yeah, I, I don't think there's any like loose threads. No, really. I mean we I, sort of talked about them before, like Delilah's secret phone, yeah, secret com- yeah. conversation, and the backpack sort of hangs a little bit. And mm. uh, well, the one about the you said about the, the radio doesn't yeah. really affect this part of the mystery. But yeah, it's 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 an anticlimax, really. Is the idea like it's. I don't think there's anything they could have done that would have been plausible and also satisfying. Uh, yeah. Like, it had to be an any climax in the end. And it's as good an explanation as any, really. I'm like, fine with it. Yeah. I I, yeah. The, the idea is about, like, how isolation can affect you and make you feel mm. paranoid about all these things because it, it really feels, especially on my first playthrough, it really feels to you like something's going oh, yeah. on yeah. and you're so close yes. to working it out. The whole and point then, of this game is after the first sort of you know encounter with the clipboard and getting punched in the head you're like you're on edge the whole yeah. game you're like yeah, Jesus, you're, you're you like know. man what if I get punched in the head again yeah like if I'm just doing something you're constantly like okay what's going on here who you know I need to figure this out but yeah at the end of the day it's just oh no it's this guy who lost his kid he's gone a bit crazy yeah, he's like that this. hour of tension or whatever it is is the like yeah. the 
crux of the game. Like, yeah. you know, you're yeah, thinking about what's it going to be, what's going to happen. And it never it's going to come up to what you, like, the level you'd expect it, but... It's it's the issue with a lot of things where, like, what what could you have done to please everyone? You can never please everyone. Yeah. Like, if, if it was, like, you know, if it was aliens or something, yeah. some people would be, like, cool, yeah. but some people would oh, be, that's like, true, that's so dumb. so like, unrealistic. That was, yeah. like, it's, like... Hey, this, is, this is a realistic thing that could happen to yeah. someone. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. You know, this dude's just chosen to live in the forest, and... He doesn't want you to find the body, so he does a bunch of stuff. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, it's it's something that could happen, and it's like it's more about, as I said, the paranoia of, oh my god, what is this? What's happening? You um, can view it as like, you know, Henry came out here for an escape from his like personal life, but had he continued, or yeah, you could view Ned as kind of like a parallel in some sort of sense. Yeah. Um, like this could have been what Henry could have been. Yeah. Like Henry could have been this dude, and yeah. like the same things could have happened. Mm. Um, and he could have been just living out in the woods. Yeah. So then, there's only thing left is to escape. Now you, you go north. So you got to head up to Delilah's tower. I'll actually. Oh, I'm gonna go way back here. Mm. But there's a hilarious conversation. Hey, I'm out at a ravine. What's this thing that spans across it? That is how you get to my sector. No kidding. Well, let me hike over. Well, it's locked up and mainly for emergencies. I've never actually used it. Rangers use it from time to time, but that's it. Help! Oh, God, it's an emergency! Oh, really? Yeah, I got, I got, um, I got eyes on a tornado. I gotta get out of here. A tornado in the heart of the Rockies? Yes! Holy moly, I need to call this in. Tom, Two Forks sees a tornado. He says he needs an evac into my sector. It's a meteorological impossibility. There haven't been tornadoes in the greater Yellowstone region in a hundred million years. You're going to need him to stay and take a detailed personal account, even if it means giving his life. Okay, I'll tell him. Sorry, Hank. No dice. Man. Uh, it's fantastic. It's good. Um, um, but yeah, so you head back up there and this time. And on the way... Delilah's like, yeah, the helicopter's here. Yeah. And I think I want to go. And you can say, okay. You can say, do you have to? You can say, wait. Mm-hmm. And if you if you say, do you have to? She'll eventually say, yeah, I'm going. And obviously, mm-hmm. if you say, okay, go, she'll go. If you say, wait, she will say, okay, I'll wait for you. Mm. But she'll go anyway. Mm. So you th- so that was what I chose in my, my original playthrough. My first playthrough, I said, yeah, wait, wait. wait for me. And she said, okay, I'll wait for you. Yeah. And you sort of... This is probably another reason why the games receive a lot of negativity is that, you know, you've got that, you've been interacting with this person for the whole yeah, game and then you've, you, you get her to you feel agree like you're building up to, to see yeah. you. You're like, you know, you feel like, okay, I'm finally going to see her and mm. you get there and she's already gone. There's no. And it's a bit deflating. There's no catharsis. I suppose. And like, right? but the like, thing is, that's how you would feel. Like, that's. I know. You're yeah. feeling as the protagonist would feel. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, you, I can't you feel believe absolutely that she's gutted. not here. Yeah. She's, and you get on the mic and you're like, oh, you left. She's like, yeah, I, I can't do this or whatever. You're like, yeah, okay. I completely, you know, it's, it's super, super disappointing, but you get it. But that's what they're going for. Yeah. yeah. I, and I think if you, the trouble is, Conversely, if you if you were to meet her or something, then it's like I mean, first of all, you got to make a character model. You got to make a character model. There's no in person conversation. Yeah. In this game. Second of all, it's like 
you know, what do you do? You, you don't, you've, there's no character interaction in this game, like personal character interaction, and you're throwing that in. They don't even give it to you for your, like, prequel bit at the start. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, it would have been a good payoff to say, all right, we'll give you one conversation at the end of the mm-hmm. game with an actual person. But- yeah. The whole, the whole point of this thing is you, you come here to get away from, like, the trouble with your wife, and then at the end, she, regardless convinces you that so. you should she, see her she well, doesn't convince you but she tells she you she tells you so yeah. you get to decide what you want her to do yeah. and they're really weird she, options she like, says like okay or you say you tell one, me yeah well, one I think of you she says, says you I'll choose what me, you do yeah. and you choose what I do and then you say like oh I think you, you should come to Boulder yeah you can say to come live with, live with me yeah. and she sort of oh, she like, says uh, no yeah, she's, you can tell her to go with her sister I think and I think you can tell her to be a psychiatrist or something like I don't know it's a bit weird like and regardless, yeah, she are. says... I she says you can see, see her. Yeah, yeah, and you could... I mean, I reluctantly agree. I think... Yeah. But you could say, no, nah, I don't think so. I th- and I think on my second playthrough, knowing that, like, this is how it ends, that you're more inclined to not get attached. Yeah, I, like, like I said, I, I was disappointed by the ending, although I still enjoyed the game the first time, but yeah. playing it the second time, knowing what was coming, like, I could appreciate more the game like itself and like I wasn't uh, you know annoyed by the ending mm. I was just I thought yeah this is a pretty it's a decent ending it's not it's not a great ending yeah but it's a decent ending to a good experience it's an ending that would realistically happen and that's the the whole point of it like yeah. there's no grand like we said there's nothing there's no big spectac- spectacle it's just okay this is life the end yeah so she hangs up and the helicopter arrives and you jump on it Unless you want the secret ending, which is if you mess around for too long, the helicopter will just leave you there. Oh, actually? Yeah, and the credits will roll and you'll be stuck there in the fire zone. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Because, I mean, think about it. If you're a rescue chopper and you've been sitting there for 10 minutes and this guy's just wandering around, wandering around the steps nearby, he's just be like, okay, I'm out. That's pretty cool. Um, So, because you automatically get that in the audio version because... He holds out his hand to pick you up, but in the audio version, he's just holding a cassette tape. So, you pick that up and he just leaves. And that's when they also explain to you at the end and during the credits about the secret ending where they'll just leave. So the credits are notable only for um, the photos. Do so they show you the photos you took? They will play all the photos you took in reverse order. Okay. Because So the most recent photos will play first. And then, so you can sort of, if you took photos of all nice natural landmarks, that'll be the last thing that you sort of see is like, oh, mm. all these nice photos. Mm. Or if you took photos of... Brian's dead body, the Ted that's been destroyed, like, you know, yeah. uh, all this stuff. The the equipment that was monitoring you, like, yeah. all this. Then it's like, you know, a bit of a, like, conspiracy theorist ending sort of thing, like, yeah. the way it ends. And then probably the best part of this is you get, number one, you get the one where you shot yourself in the face with the camera. Oh, as really? You, as you first oh, pick up the camera, there's one of just your face that. filling the filling that. the thing because as you pick up the camera, yeah. you accidentally take a photo of yourself in the face. You're the clumsiest man. Yeah, in, you're so bad. History, just like bro. you flashlighted yourself in the face. Yeah. You took a photo of yourself yeah. in the face. So that one's there. And then it plays like three or four of Brian's ones that oh, he okay. took. So you get um, one of... Um, you get one of him like playing with a dinosaur where he's like made it look like the dinosaur is going to eat the tower. That's pretty cool. You've got one of, his, of Ned, so you get to see what Ned looks like. Mm. Um... I think you've got one of actually him that he's taken of himself. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's about, that's mostly it. And then it's sort of, uh, then you get some dev photos of like the actual devs. Yeah. But 
So it's sort of a nice finale to, and a reason to get you to watch the credits to like yeah. show you Brian's stuff. And that's, that's probably the only big genius moment of that camera. The camera's almost pointless yeah. throughout the game. You don't have yeah. to use it, but it's just more rewarding seeing all these extra photos and then seeing his photos rather than just seeing, oh, look, these ones from Brian. Took they like- could integrate the camera to be like, you know, if you do, like when you get to the research facility, if, Delilah's like, oh, you should take some photos of this. You cannot progress until you take photos of this. But then it's like, they're yeah. kind of taking away your autonomy. Yeah, because especially the thing is that it's a disposable camera and they enforce the limit of photos yeah. that you have. You think yeah. you, he's taken like five or something. You could burn so through 15 yeah, or whatever. You have photos. 18 photos, yeah. I think, or something. Yeah. So you can just take them all if you want. So I was like desperately saving mine mm. in my first playthrough and I still had heaps left. Yeah, well, it's, but, the, it's the RPG uh, equivalent of potions. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so, I might do this later. Yeah, I think it's a nice ending, and the music at the end is quite good. The last, the final, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I'm it's decent. Um, and then yeah, you're back to the type screen. You're done. Yeah, finish the game. We have run very, very long. I really didn't think this one would. I mean, no. yeah, I didn't think this one would take us long. We just went, we went hard <sighs> in depth on this story. Yeah. So, you got any final thoughts on the game? I've got some. Uh, I don't know. If I, I mean, I was going to touch of, on the point that like. Scores. You know, it could be argued that Delilah was lying to you with the whole weird conversation and, you know, the fact that, you know, the whole thing burns down, like, the facility. I watched a YouTube video on it or something. Yeah, I saw something about Delilah conspiracies and stuff when I first finished But I don't want to believe it, and I don't think I do. I think there's... I don't think that's what the devs intended. I think that's people uh, just trying to find a conspiracy where there yeah. turned out to not really be one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you can, like, because of the way the game is built, you don't know everything. You could mm. say, well, who's <clears throat> to say she was in her tower the whole time? Maybe she's just yeah. been, yeah. like, maybe she was just stalking you, doing stuff the whole time you were around. You know, maybe instead of when she put that radio in there, maybe she also set up all of Ned's stuff or there whatever. Was like a point where, like, she says at one point in the game, "Oh, I can see you're wearing shorts and you know you're white or something," but then later she can't recognize that you're not the bloke. Yeah, up in your well, I mean, he's also white and, and wearing yeah, shorts, but yeah, you know, cause on that on the drawing of you at the end in the tower, it's like known facts: white shorts. <laughs> those, those are like her two things, yeah. her dot points of things that you know. So, I mean, it's yeah. funny when you're in a tuxedo with shorts on. It's a, fi- yeah. My final thoughts are, it's, I love this game. It's a great story, yeah. yeah. It, it's and not like perfect, I said, but it's a three, great story. Three, four hours, give it a shot. I yeah. mean, well, here's the thing. If you're still at this point, you've already played the game. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, unless you, well, you probably know everything now, really, yeah. but um, there's experience there. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. And I think anyone should really give it a shot because why not? 20 yeah. bucks, so... Okay, so, have you got a review for this? A review score? How many How many days? 79 days. Okay. Well, how many do you want? Playable days? Or the 79 yeah, canon well, days? Yeah, sure. So, uh, I give it a... I give it a 73 out of 79 fire-watching days, or zero, because PewDiePie got D and DMCA'd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I give this game a zero. <laughs> um... I I feel like my Drew scale is a bit off. Like, I think I should have given yours Outer is. Worlds a nine. I mean, yours is just random. <laughs> I think I should have given Outer Worlds a nine, and I'm going to give this a nine. Yeah. But so I gave Outer Worlds an eight when I first played it. But I think, mm. yeah, I think both are worth a nine. 
And yeah, yeah, great game. Very nice. So that's going to about do it for us. We uh, this is a nice long episode again to follow up from our last yeah, long episode. Getting good at the long episode. Yeah, we're getting good, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Until then, I've been Matthew. I've been Ben. This has been the Fast Play Podcast, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.